93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday and it is August 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Prosecutors say a Chester County man has been arrested and charged after he allegedly threatened to kill his family and shoot up the Haverford College campus. Oh, God. 20-year-old Frank Wang of the unit block of Ellen Lane in the Wayne section of Tredifferent Township is charged with terroristic threats, which is a misdemeanor of the first degree. Police say that they received a tip on July 26th that Wang, who used to be a student at Haverford College, confided in another that he had thoughts about killing his parents and plotting to shoot up the Haverford College campus. An investigation into the alleged threats was immediately launched. Authorities uh, say that Wang was located and a search warrant was executed for his residence. Investigators say they found no firearms or weapons, but they are still looking into his computer and his phone. We take all threats to our schools very seriously and will prosecute those who threaten the safety of our schools to the fullest extent of the law, the Delaware County District Attorney Kat Copeland said a preliminary hearing is set for August 8th. Hey, when a case like this happens, when does it go from the local police uh, up the chain? I would assume something like this goes immediately, Kind of right? automatically, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a terroristic threat. So the local police were the ones who uh, But it's a misdemeanor. Yeah. It, you know it, what I mean? Saying they didn't find he didn't, anything. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything, yeah. So, oh, so there, no, there were no actual threats levied. Well, there were threats there levied, were threats, but there yeah. were no actual criminal offenses committed. So I, I don't. So, know. like, are they involved now? Is what you mean? Like, is it? Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. Do yeah. I'm asking. Well, the threats are the criminal. That offenses. is the criminal, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. a terroristic yeah. threat? Yeah. Um, so he, but he is a preliminary hearing that is set uh, for August eighth. A law goes into effect Thursday that allows medically assisted suicides in New Jersey. Governor Phil Murphy signed the bill back in April. Terminally ill patients with six months or less to live will be able to request lethal drugs to end their life early. How does that work with um, like life insurance? Because I've always heard that uh, question that if you have life insurance but you commit suicide, that whoever the beneficiary was of the life insurance doesn't get that. That's be- not true. It's uh, not true. No, it's not. Um, uh, sadly, uh, a, a family friend committed suicide, yeah. um, but it was two years after, the, literally two years to the day after the policy had been enacted. So he, he went through and did his due diligence uh, and was able to get a life insurance policy where um, suicide did not nullify life insurance. Huh. Okay. Uh, so two doctors will need to sign off on this, and the patient must administer the fatal dose. There are a number of other stipulations that lawmakers call safeguards. Allowing residents with terminal illnesses to make end-of-life choices for themselves is the right thing to do, said Murphy after signing the bill. Is there a gray area that allows you to make an end-of-life choice for someone else? Uh, <laughs> uh, we are, pro- well, no, 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 no. That, that's murder. Right. No, but Oh, I'm, that's right. Yeah, yes. sorry. Well, I kind of thought you were talking about... If they were oh, terminally, in a bad way. Yeah, no, if that's they're it. terminally ill, but, but no, no, they have yeah. to be able to make the decision themselves. I'd like a voice in this, please. <laughs> uh, we are providing terminally ill patients and their families with the humanity, dignity, and respect that they so richly deserve at the most difficult times that any of us will ever face. Steve, it's Use almost it. the, uh, the bring out your dead thing. You know, yeah. I, I, wait, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm feeling much better. Years and years ago in my youth, no, Preston, not. I forget who in, in my town we lived, there was this poor guy kid who'd gone to the school that we'd gone to and he was just horrible quality of life and he was like life support on and off and i i said to my friend scott at that time i said man if i ever get like that come kill me you know and and i'm (laughs) 
I'm wondering if at some point if I get a bad cold or something. Yeah, right. Scott, I look over the door. Scott's in the doorway. <laughs> I did. Many years have passed. <laughs> I'm actually okay. Was Terry Schiavo in New Jersey or was she in Pennsylvania? I know she was local. Ah, uh, where was her oh, final was days? Were, yes, I believe she was out of state when on her in her final days. I don't right? remember. Case. I forget yeah. where she was. Case. Yeah, because yeah, that was the one where my wife was like, "Kill me, please, whatever." Um, I'm like, "Well." I'm not going to go to jail. I'm not going right. to smother you with a pillow, but... She was from here, but I think she died in Florida. That's what I thought as well, yeah, Nikki. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Did she end up with her parents? Is that why she went to Florida? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, we'll read we a lot of questions time. this yeah. morning. Yeah. A Bucks County family is seeking answers after their 13-year-old son was denied entry into the Lower Bucks uh, Chamber of Commerce offices during Wednesday's lightning storms in the area. The Jim Brown family spoke to 6ABC and said that their son Colin was fishing in a nearby lake when the storms rolled in. While Colin waited to be picked up, he ran to the nearest building, which was the Chamber of Commerce. After knocking, the family says a man at the door told Colin that he could not enter and left to wait outside. In videos recorded by the teen, you can see the teen standing outside with a fishing rod in his hand as he pans to the closed doors. Uh, in a second video, the teen is heard shouting as a lightning bolt comes down in what appears to be close proximity. The chamber received some backlash Wednesday evening after the story was shared online. The Lower Bucks County Chamber of Commerce initially posted a letter on their Facebook page about the incident, which read in part, our facility is a secure location. As a result, we follow a secure protocol. We understand that the individual needed shelter from the rain. We will continue to do our best to provide anyone with safety uh, for this envi- in this environment. You know what's funny about this in the time that we live in? Here's a kid who got stuck in a doorway during a storm, and normally that would have been, he's, you know, I was over at this place, they wouldn't let me in. Oh, that sucks. He takes a video of it. Yep. It's on the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something yeah. that really would have just been, this, let me tell you, did I ever tell you what happened at this place? Yeah. No, right. tell yeah. us. Yeah. He's now news. Now yeah. it's all yeah. over. Yep. But now they'll, uh, they'll change. I understand the protocol of that. They have yeah. a rule. Sure. But sure. now they'll probably include something that says, listen, if there's severe weather out, Chances are uh, it's not going to time out where somebody was planning to do some harm in this particular building, and you can let him in. Do you know what okay. the caveat is here? Uh-uh. He would have been allowed in if he had surf casting gear. Oh. He had river gear. He said regular. Fly fishing stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that message was followed up by one of the chamber's executive director, Minish Pathnak, that said, I personally would like to apologize for the events that occurred this afternoon. The current policy and procedures will be reviewed with the executive board at the next meeting. So mm. I think you're exactly correct, Preston. Mm. In sports this morning... <laughs> Jeff Samarja threw three hit ball over six scoreless innings and three Giants homered in a five-run fifth to beat the Phillies 5-1 last night at the ballpark. The Giants finished July 19-6, the best record in the majors, and gained ground in the National League wildcard standings uh, after entering two and a half games behind. The Phillies fell half a game back of Washington for the top spot in the wildcard race. What the f*** is this? The series wraps up this afternoon with a 105 game, and Jake Arrieta will get the start. Before last night's game, the Phillies announced that reliever David Robertson's season is over, and unfortunately, his career could be over, too. Great. The right-handed reliever needs surgery to repair an elbow injury. The 34-year-old was diagnosed with an injury to the flexor tendon in April. He recently had a setback that included additional damage to the collateral ligament, according to Phillies doctors. He will know more about the surgery required and the rehab after he gets a second opinion. And in Las Vegas, an anonymous better placed a $100,500 bet on the Sixers to make the playoffs at minus 5,000 odds. 
If they reach the postseason, the better will win a net $2,010. Last October, the same better placed a $67,000 wager on the Golden State Warriors to make the playoffs at minus 10,000 odds. The better was rewarded with a $670 profit when the Warriors made the playoff season. The customer will have to wait a little more than nine months for his bet on the Sixers to be graded. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Thursday it is. We are the majority of the week through. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, Some stuff going on today. You know, before I go through the roster of guests and activities and all that stuff, I think we need to do the ceremonial flipping of the Preston Estate. Totally calendar because today is indeed the first day of August. Magical. I know. It's always uh, a wonderful thing, but it's sad, too, because we have to say goodbye to one of our calendar girls. I mean, they'll always be a member of the show, but just as far as... Our calendar year goes. So we had uh, Alexa by here not too long ago to uh, be on our hottie cam, and we say goodbye to the month of July. That was her. And now we say hello <laughs> to the month of August and Angelica. Yeah! Preston and Steve, totally office calendar girl of August. Angelica is a very beautiful blonde. And uh, in this particular spread in our photo, or in, in the, from the photo shoot for our calendar, she was in the bedroom. In this particular one. And she's from Mullica Hill, New Jersey. Creamy and, Acres. Uh, from Creamy Acres? <laughs> oh, that's creamy where? Acres. That's right. You that's are right. right. So get your Creamy Acres on this morning. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'll just look for a second. <laughs> well, when people are aroused, the, the, the term is a cream. So that's what Preston was yeah, referring so to. Yeah, so just that you would be sexually yeah, aroused. I think that's just an if, obvious. If you like attractive creamy, women. Creamy Acres. Yeah. Creaming. Uh, so <laughs> August is I'm all cringing. about Angelica. So we welcome her into the calendar. And speaking of the calendar, we are currently soliciting for the 2020 version of the presidency of totally office calendar and if you're interested in being in the pages then you need to let us know and you just go to wmmr.com or presidency.com and you click on the little calendar link there and it's easy you get all the submission information if you know someone who should be in the calendar tell them about it let them but know. don't submit for them they have to know you can't do that you can't do that no just let them know and send them the link and say hey you should probably do this so we would appreciate it if you do that very thing uh welcome to august 1st we will have as an in-studio guest today this is really cool our friend, I like to say he's our friend. He now. is. Mr. Charlie Manuel will yeah. be here. And the reason being is the 2009 NL champions, not the World Series champions, but when they won the pennant, yeah. uh, are going to be stopping. They're going to be at the uh, the ballpark for the 10th anniversary celebration during the Toyota Phillies alumni weekend. So that is tomorrow through Sunday. So Bobby Abreu is going to be inducted into the Phillies Wall of Fame as well. So, some pretty cool stuff. Charlie's guys. great. Yeah, so, great personality. Uh, Charlie will stop by to talk about that. And it's just cool to talk to him, man. He's such I a spent nice an guy. afternoon in a golf cart with him at the, uh, it was a, the American Cancer Golf Outing. Yeah. 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 And uh, he's great. If yep. you want to, I mean, he talks to anybody. Yeah, and he really yeah. like, and especially if you're going to talk baseball, he talks to anybody. So I also have to send a little bit of love to Bob's Limo that is uh, owned by uh, Dave. No, Dave's Limo that is owned by, by Bob, Bob driven, driven by, by Mike, <laughs> but loved by all. Yes, uh, because they are providing uh, transportation service? for oh, nice. Mr. Nice. Okay, so uh, Charlie's stopping in. That'll be around uh, nine o'clock today. So uh, we're looking forward to spending some time with him. Uh, a few other things uh, we're going to do some giveaways today. We have the Rock Residency. Corn and Allison Chains are going to be in town and in fact this is saturday bb and t pavilion 
So we have a grand prize you can qualify for, so listen up for your chance to win that. And you know what? I'll give away one of these right now because uh, this sounds like a lot of fun. I'll check my calendar and see if maybe I could go on this because I love going to the PA Ren Fair. Uh, so I try, I agreed. Try, I love it. try to make a yearly stop there. And uh, Marissa has never been. It's been on her bucket list. She is going and uh, is taking a busload of uh, MMR listeners. So I'm going to give away a pair of tickets to this thing. It is Saturday, August 17th. And it'll include bus transportation from here. And you can celebrate Her Majesty's Coronation Day Saturdays and Sundays at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. So let's take caller number 10, 215-263-WNMR. We'll give you a pair of tickets, and you'll get to go to the Ren Fair, hang out with Marissa, and the whole deal. It's right up Turnpike Exit 266, discount tickets at parenfair.com. So maybe, if you're good... We'll have another chance for you to win later on this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The entertainment stories, the stupid question, those things are right around the corner. We will return in just a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Gently, the fart bubble pops. Why is that pan? No, it's in one channel. That's it. All right, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning, and we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to Six Flags Great Adventure. The question that I have for you, Steven Spielberg refused to collect a paycheck from which of his film's profits? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Steven Spielberg refused to collect a paycheck from which of his movie's Profits, 215-263-WMMR. While you're pondering that question and giving us a call... I'm going to reveal some birthdays today, Thursday, August 1st. They include Dan Donegan. He plays guitar for the band Disturbed, and he is uh, 51 years old today. A few musical uh, uh, birthdays today. Joe Elliott, lead singer of Def Leppard. There we go. A big one for him. I love Def Leppard. He is 60 years old today, yeah. I do, too. I've I've seen him. I've actually seen him in concert several times. Yeah, and and they're... They're one of the early concerts at Pyromania Tour. Oh, man. I went to, and I was kind of like a... A so-so fan of the band, and I was like, "Wow, this is they put on a great yeah. show." Yeah, uh, listen, am I crazy? Crazy for the music? No, but I uh, there's a lot of it I really like. If yeah. I were to ever go to a Def Leppard concert, that's when it would have been. I, I don't think I would ever. When there go. was an extra appendage? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I was like, when that album came out, I was really, really into them. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was sort of what would you call it, Preston? At this level. Pop rock? What like when it yeah. got to this level? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 I think so. They uh they were harder edged uh earlier on and then they kind of they, they softened up a little bit, but everybody kind of did it. They really rock started to go off the after the female audience yes, big time yeah. and uh, and they mm-hmm. got it. I mean, they definitely the women were really into rock at that time and uh they were they were right at the at the height of it so joe elliott 60 years old rock and roll hall of fame now yeah yeah most definitely chuck d from public enemy also prophets of rage uh celebrating his 59th birthday today did i see he has some lawsuit for uh music um publishing not sure i I think he is i think he's bringing a lawsuit against his publishing company okay i could see that uh sam mendez the director Great yes. movies, American Beauty, Road to Perdition, Jarhead, Skyfall, ex-husband of Kate Winslet. 
Yeah. And uh, 54 years old today. Did you see Road to Perdition? I did not. It is a great movie. Fair. I love it. It's Tom Tom Hanks playing a hitman. Yep. Uh, Jason Momoa has his birthday today. Uh, Jason is 40 years old. That so fat slob. Big one for him. You were talking <laughs> yeah, about that right. yesterday. Some people were saying that he has a dad bod. No. <laughs> I only wish I had a dad oh bod like God. that. God. Jesus. Give me that dad bod. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he is a specimen. No question. And it uh, seems like a great guy. He does. He seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and married to Lisa Bonet, right? I, that blew my mind when I first heard that. But yeah, they and uh, the, the, he was actually at, was it her baby's shower or something? Or was something with uh, his uh, his daughter's, her daughter? Um, which oh, the actress, uh, Zoe. Was, I mean, Zoe, yes. Zoe, so yeah. It's not directly his daughter. That's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Right, but he was right. at an event for her. Yeah. Uh, Cal Drogo, Aquaman, Conan the Barbarian. He's played some pretty badass characters, so he's 40 today. Adam Duritz, lead singer of the band Counting Crows, also has his birthday today. He banged two of the members of the Friends cast, Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. He was reminded of that. Really? Yes, he was. I know Courtney Cox, but wow. And he was looking at Ross for a while. That (laughs) is, uh, that's a couple of good feathers in your cap. Absolutely. I was so disappointed when I saw them in concert because I really do. Love their album. I know stuff. what you're going to say. None yeah. of the music sounds like what you're used to, right? Yeah, I, well, he the... he sings different melodies yeah. than, than what you're used to hearing, and he talks it. And listen, you don't I, I you don't have to reproduce the song exactly the way it is on the single or the album, but you got to get in the ballpark. I think for it me has to, to really enjoy it live. And it has to be identifiable, Preston. Yeah. You have to know what they're singing. But he's a great singer. He really is. And and at the Counting Crows. As I as I go and and I'll uh, yeah that's a good song wow that's a good song too man I love that song as well it's just mm-hmm. like one after another after another is he still rocking the sideshow Bob look don't know a little yeah. bit yeah okay. he was at uh, the NBA finals quite a bit this year I guess he's a Golden State fan and so you would see him in the background and you're and and I I would look and I'm like Wait, is that Adam Duritz wait does Adam Duritz still have the same haircut wow this is one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. and lyrically it's just amazing. This is the one I actually kind of check out on, though. Do you? Yeah. Uh, no I, because I want to go to sleep when I hear yeah. it. It's it is, very, it is a very time. slow. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. But it is It's a beautiful time. song, but it kind of is a little sleepy. Um, but great band. What I noticed when I first hit play on this one is that the beginning of this song sounds a lot like the beginning of Flawless. I'm going to do this for you. One's piano, one's guitar, though. Okay. Right. I hear Battle Him the Republic. Yeah, same, a little bit, yeah. Same chord progression. Start it again. Uh, the first two, the, yeah. the first movement is, yeah, yeah. So interesting, though. Mm-hmm. But Adam is 55 today. Tempest Bledsoe was on the Cosby I Show. Know her. Yeah, that's right, you do. <laughs> Vanessa she never right? visits me. She played Vanessa. She doesn't visit you? Not at all. Oh, but I see bad. Preston every morning. Okay. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> she drive by and wave to the prison. Yeah. Uh, Tempest is 46 today. And it's also Coolio's birthday today. Yeah. <laughs> Coolio's 56. I saw him in concert a couple of years ago in Atlantic City you know, uh, for a, a big 90s tour. It's like called the Mixtape Tour. So I don't remember. And he was, was considered sort of the, uh, all right, now now it's getting real serious in street rap. It was a, started off very sort of friendly and party time. Uh-huh. And Coolio was that next step. But now you look at his stuff and it's... Yeah, oh, it's what very, was um, it's pretty light? What was his first hit? Because it wasn't Gangster. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Voyage. Voyage. Yeah. yeah, that was a great song. Uh, Coolio is uh, 56 today. 
Also amongst the uh, WMMR family, it is Casey's mom's birthday yeah. today. So, <laughs> so happy birthday to your mother, Case. Yeah. Happy and <laughs> uh, no, what? Well, I saw her first thing this morning, uh, and I said, hey, oh, hey, Grandma. Uh, you like Coolio? Do <laughs> you like Coolio? No. So I saw her. I go, hey, good morning. Uh, happy birthday. And she goes, happy birthday. Because, like, that was just like the... That's the like Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but it was just sort of like this call and response. <laughs> right. Like, she wished me a happy birthday and... Yeah! I go poopy! <laughs> Is she normally up this early in the morning? Oh, my God, yeah. At, at 4-something a.m.? She, she's having dinner. She's having dinner at that point. <laughs> she's <laughs> always up early, yeah. Wow. I'm sure your mom's up right now, too. No. no, my mom sleeps till like eleven o'clock. No hour. way! Oh, God yeah. bless her. Yep, that's the way. You, that's the way you live out your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then another birthday today, Pierre Robert. Oh, today is Pierre's birthday. Aww. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I, you know what? I probably say this every year. I didn't know Pierre and your mom have the same birthday. And Jerry Garcia. It's Jerry's. Uh, yeah. It would have been Jerry's we birthday. We probably said that last year as well. But that's yeah. it, it, honestly, what an appropriate birthday for Pierre to have. What's also crazy is so Dan Donigan from uh, Disturbed. I also know another Dan Donigan whose birthday is today. This is crippling it's crazy. me. Crazy! This is just unbelievable. The amount of Dan Donigans you know uh, that so were born on August. That were born on yes. So listen, uh, call in, text, email, and uh, wish Pierre a very happy birthday. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to our stupid question this morning. Steven Spielberg refused to collect a paycheck from which of his films? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I will go uh, to Clint. <laughs> Dude, that was like Cardi B. Uh, <laughs> what does Cardi B do? <laughs> what you just did. She does that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Clint. Welcome to the Cardi B Show. Oh, I'm so glad I'm a guest. Yes. Hey, do me a favor. Tell me which of Steven Spielberg's film he refused to collect uh, money on the profits from. My all-time favorite movie, Schindler's List. Yeah, that's correct. Masterpiece. Hang on, Clint. We'll get your answer. Well, we already got your answer, but we can get your information. Give it again. And we are going to give you a pair of tickets to Six Flags Great Adventure. Don't let summer slip by. Visit Six Flags Great Adventure with heart-pounding coasters to a safari off-road adventure. Plus, you can test your courage on the new Wonder Woman Lasso of Truth, the world's tallest pendulum ride. So go big and go Six Flags. All right, uh, stories from the entertainment world. Let's start with Meghan Markle. She's rounding out her resume. The Suits alum turned royal mom announced her partnership with designer pal Misha Nonu in the September issue of Vogue, which she guest edited. The capsule collection will be released in September and will benefit one of her favorite charities, SmartWorks, on, right. which is an organization that helps women land jobs. So there's a charity con uh, yeah. angle to this. All yeah. right. What's a capsule collection? Kathy, do you know? Capsule? Yeah. Like, like, a, like, a, like, you know, a pill, like a pill. You know, <laughs> what the hell is that? I guess it's small contained. Ca- I, I don't really know. I don't know. know. Uh, so Megan writes in Vogue, when you walk into a SmartWorks space, this is the, the organization that's going to, it's the charity is going to get uh, funds from this. Uh-huh. You're met with racks of clothing and an array of bags and shoes. Uh, and Megan writes, uh, sometimes, however, it can be a potpourri of mismatched sizes and colors, not always the right stylistic choices of range and sizes. Uh, to help with this, I asked Marks and Spencer, John Lewis and partners Jigsaw and my friends, uh, the designer Misha Nonu, 
if they were willing to design a capsule collection of more classic options for a workwear wardrobe. Uh, taking the idea further, many of the brands agreed to use the one-for-one model for each item purchased by a customer. One is donated to the charity. Well, that's good. So a capsule collection is um, six to 12 items from the same designer. Okay. All right. I knew that. I was just uh, being coy. <laughs> Not only does this allow us to be part of each other's story, it reminds us that we are in this together. Uh, Megan and No New go way back. No New? Yep. No and, New is good new. And frequented each other's social media posts before Megan had to delete her personal one to marry Harry. Uh, and they now share a joint account. It's getting way too complicated for me. Okay. Uh, no New is also said to be the one who introduced Megan to Harry as well. Oh. This is Gary Gnu, and the No Gnu's is Good Gnu Show. The only TV GNU's program guaranteed to contain no GNU's whatsoever. Uh, you said no new, and there is a thing from Great Space Coaster that says there's no news is good news without Gary And you Gary thought GNU's. it would be tangential to I played, the deal. I played the wrong yeah. one. Always remember, no GNU's is good news with Gary GNU. Okay. Back to you, Preston. I know you're angry, but it was. Uh, I thought the payoff was going to be better. You've got to step out on the limb there and go for it, right? Yes. I support you. Seeing, <laughs> look at Preston's face. Seeing as uh, Megan's sparkle effect on fashion lines has. See, been, we're learning more about the Megan thing now. It's well good. documented. The collection will likely be a success. So this comes as great news. It's great. No, it's great GNU. It's great GNU's. news. Yep. <laughs> Uh, this is pretty wild. A frightening report has emerged from Kensington Palace claiming that a convicted torturer... What? ...managed to get within feet of Kate Middleton and Prince William's three kids, George, Charlotte, and Louis, in an apparent security breach. The sum reports that the man in question was allowed into the palace as a driver for a furniture company. Uh, the Sun, the magazine, apparently discovered the breach and alerted the palace, which is now in the midst of a security update as a result. Yes, someone from the dump is here. Uh, the former con- convict... Reportedly bragged about seeing the royals. He was jailed for taking part in a, quote, torture plot involving boiling water at one point. That sounds like a medieval torture That's plot. horrible. Yeah. A senior royal source says the Duke has been informed and is obviously taking close interest into what happened. He strongly believes criminals uh, deserve a second chance once they have served their time. But his concern, <laughs> current, uh, current security policies might not be strong enough. It's very important that we know who's coming into the palace. That's troubling the news. That is. Uh, meanwhile, a palisade explains that as soon as it was brought to our attention, an urgent security review was launched to check the current <laughs> system and procedures are appropriate. Pending the outcome, there will be a, re- a refined level of risk assessment for those entering. That's don't you th- don't you always assume that they have the top level security in the world? Absolutely. The fact that someone breaches it like that, yeah, most that's definitely. pretty scary. Uh, so Tuesday night, Bachelor alum Jade Roper. I have no idea who this is. But she welcomed her second child into the world in a closet. Uh, she wrote, don't worry, uh, all good. I accidentally gave birth at home last night in her master closet. <laughs> she said this on Instagram. I've been still processing the shock of all this, as this was not at all what I had planned. But I am so thankful for each person who helped bring our son into the world safely. How'd she end up in a closet? She said, I'll share my whole birth story. But long story short, my water broke. And 75 minutes later, I gave birth to our healthy baby boy. Well, <laughs> well 
clutching a bench in our closet. She must have been in there when her water broke, you know? I mean, and my, she must have thought she had time. My wife used to have a, uh, when she rented a place in a house, they built this outlandishly large closet that was so big they started having another person move in and pay rent and live in the closet. Really? <laughs> it was a full bed and everything. This uh, this Jade person married a Bachelor person. So I don't know if they wow. were on the, st- on the show together, but she was in Bachelor in Paradise uh, with a guy named Tanner, and they're married, and now they have uh, at least one child together. Wow. Does that... Does Bachelor in Paradise end with a proposal like the other Bachelors? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, to me, all, when I ever see that show, all it, all it seems to be is uh, a bunch of people banging on an island and yeah. getting drunk, and that's, that's the whole thing. Maybe you said this, but it's their second child together. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but she she did it in a closet. So there you go. Lori Laughlin and her husband uh, Mossimo Giannulli are not the only ones facing the music because of the college admission scandal. Their daughters Olivia and Bella have been removed from their sorority at University of Southern California following the scandal. I'm surprised this didn't happen right after it broke. So yeah. it's, it's taken a while for them to kick them out of the sorority. I wonder how active they were in the sorority. Olivia and Bella were both kappa kappa gamma. And the sorority has uh, kicked them out and is trying to distance themselves from the situation as much as possible. Should we uh, extend an invite? Yeah, to Z- be in Zeta Pi. Yeah. They yeah, can yeah, join. I'd be totally happy to have them legit. on board. Sure. Yeah. Get Go to meet Larry Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Man, they were the hot bitches of Bucknell. <laughs> Kappa Kappa Gamma was? Yeah, yeah, Total hotties, total bitches. Okay. Oh, no kidding. Both. Yeah, so is Slash. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, Alpha Chi Omegas were hot and friendly. Uh, Tridelts were dumb and hot. <laughs> Kappa Kappa Gamma's hot and bitchy. Okay, this was the... This uh, is 22 years ago. I'm, course, sure. Yes. I'm sure politically it's still exactly the way you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They pitch the... Uh, they, they don't even... In fact, some schools are not even using the word sorority and fraternity anymore. Really? Yep. What uh, are they using? Uh, check what Berkeley's doing. Greek organization? Okay. No, it's something a little bit even more protracted than just Greek organization. Okay. Berkeley just started doing it, and some other colleges are following suit. They no longer refer to them as sororities and fraternities. Okay. Uh, Selma Blair is sharing glimpses into her struggles with multiple sclerosis. On Wednesday, the actress, Helma said, multiple sclerosis. <laughs> multiple sclerosis is a blight. I love that. Uh, on Wednesday, the actress shared a close-up of herself tossing and turning with insomnia following a two-month-long treatment course of uh, uh, hematopoietic stem cell transplantation. It's a procedure, obviously. But she wrote, insomnia, I'm like a walking baby, afraid and want to cry. I want my mom. I do. I will take a bath and cry. The beginning is hard. I have to remember. I follow her on Instagram, and um, the stuff she posts is so inspirational. And if you didn't really know that much about her before, you're going to love her. Because the stuff that she's very candid about going through is, you know, it speaks to anyone who's had uh, anybody that they know who has gone through a lot dealing with a similar disease. Probably gives other people strength. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no doubt. Because she's remaining um, very positive and optimistic. Yep. Uh, let's see. Sabrina, the teenage witch alum, Melissa Joan Hart, is opening up about a recent health scare. She had a mammogram last week and was called back to the doctor's office for more tests. Uh, she wrote, it was a little nerve-wracking, but everything is good. It's all clear, so I'm glad that I did what I had to do. Uh, just thinking about those people out there that go through these kinds of struggles. I'm praying for everybody out there who goes through these things. So it was kind of a... Just a bit of a scare. On another note, do you watch the uh, Sabrina 
uh, series on Netflix? I watched the first couple of episodes, and it was really cool. Uh, I liked what they were doing with it, but it didn't grab me enough to keep coming right, back. Right, yeah. you know? But, but I, I, did, I did like what they were doing. Yeah, it's gotten progressively darker. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is this? Ladies of London star Juliet Angus is not happy with Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard's baby product line called Hello Bello. (laughs) Enough of this crap. Uh, Everyone's got a baby line. The former Bravo star slammed the company's marketing tactics in a series of Instagram stories, revealing that the company requested she promote their vitamins in exchange for $44 in products. That's it? Uh, she shared screenshots of uh, yeah, so forty four bucks. You promote our product only oh, just to sample them. I think oh. is what. So so she shared screenshots of email exchanges for the company, starting off with an offer of a collab. Uh, to be clear, the stars themselves did not request a collab. The company they own does. Wait, wait, she just then she just purchased the products. That's not a collab. Well, here's the deal. She, she bought them for 44 bucks. No, no, no. So she wrote over a screenshot of the email. I'm so over this one-sided collaboration request to uh, create content for multi-million dollar companies. She said that uh, she picks and chooses the products she posts about carefully. Uh, most often she said, I have bought them or I've reached out to PR saying I would like to try your product or the PR has asked prior if I would like to try something specific where I pick the item with no social obligation I only say yes if I actually want to try it. Uh, She said, collaborating is not. Let us send you something, and then we expect you to create content on your social and share with your followers once you receive. Who is she? She's from uh, Ladies of London, man. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Ladies of London? That Bravo show. What? And she's, but she signed a two- figure endorsement deal right no she didn't so here's the deal she didn't before they even send it to you you have to agree <laughs> to post yeah to post about oh, it. oh it's okay. not like hey, a, it's not hey try this out try and this. if you like it post it's here we'll send you some if you post about like it. a so social influence so that yeah but but without trying it first that's oh, what she's saying then you can't do that can't i do agree that. with i agree with this lady of london yeah so that's the point of the whole thing so uh, well now i found a, a personal hero Listen in this up. actress what I, are those do you get those messages on um instagram saying hey message us we can collab what what is no, that no i never have i i, I get Send it nudes. you know why because you do you do a little bit more um uh, influencing Product. well yeah but i heard that it's it has to do with the hashtags you use they they search the hashtag they see yep. a photo and then they'll comment but i'm just wondering what that actually is you know maybe what they're mean? trying to reap the because i cli- you yeah but i've clicked it and like it'll be an account that has like a thousand followers like see, it's not uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah i never yeah. get that but I, my hashtag is chris on the skull right. right yeah exactly uh, so you know burke kreischer did the uh bend to the shore yeah, yeah. thing on sunday and he made out i mean listen obviously he raised money for for the charity or whatever but the bike he got from Men's Health. Uh, he ended up getting like a gig that night from the Borgata. And this is all because of his social media stuff. Well, like, he's, yeah. if you look, listen, I love Bert. I, he's great. He's a huge friend of the show. Yeah. But when you go through his live video feeds, he is on Instagram constantly. constantly. So a lot of products. <laughs> But you know, Preston, if you look at the at the live videos, you ever hop the on Instagram? Stories. The, the stories, yeah, and, nah, he, and you see those. little segments, little like he posts more stories than uh, probably anyone in the world. Well, and, and not only anyone in the world, but it's certainly more than uh, any comedian I've ever seen. So the only person I've seen come close is actually Marissa has a, a friend who did the uh, the mutiny on the Moshalu, who's a tarot card reader. Her name is uh, Regan. 
And uh, she's awesome. And she does all this life affirmative stuff. But like little, it's like a hundred posts a day. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've never done, I think I did one of those one time. I don't do the stories. I don't do them. And, and I'm too lazy. People (laughs) could probably ask me to endorse stuff and I'd be like, I'm just too lazy to do it. The benefit of doing money to be had there, but the the stories are uh, a little more temporary. So you can do one and it'll disappear within 24 hours. You can save them if you choose to do so. But, um, you know, if you want to do a bunch of stories, you can put them up, and they are no longer a per- they're they're not usually a permanent part of your Instagram well, Preston, feed. I, I just got an inquiry. Would you be interested in endorsing the Ladies of London for Instagram? Of course, I would. But honestly, I I would do stories for a Cannondale road bike. Yes, I would totally do that. Now, what, and then here's get the, fire. Here's the question. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the question is: in all these cases, at least on this, and we believe it. We we you have to use the product. You yeah. have to you you can't just tout something you haven't used or tried. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yep. that seems a little insincere. Uh, so the uh, the Bachelorette host Chris Harrison warns everyone every time that this time it will be the most dramatic series finale ever. But this time he was right. We talked about this yesterday. Leading Lana, uh, leading lady Hannah Brown got engaged only to dump her fiance Judd White in front of a live audience after finding out that he had a girlfriend. That it uh, um, that he had a girlfriend and joined the show to boost his music career. So ABC executive Rob Mills spoke to Variety about the blowback on the casting process and the show. He said, look, you can only take people for their word. Uh, The first question is obviously, are you single? And I guess only an idiot would say no. (laughs) The question is, how hard do you push? With some people, you can tell that they're being deceitful and then you don't cast them. But for the most part, they're sincere. One of the things that we do is put pictures out of the cast so it was common knowledge if you follow the show that Jed was going to be on the show. She, meaning Jed's ex-girlfriend, waited an awful long time to come forward. So clearly this this girl believes that uh, she went along with a plan with Jed where he said uh, to her that he was going to go on the show, but they would still be together because he was going to promote his I love the fact, Preston, that the whole, you go through the whole series, the whole, this whole season with this girl, and it meant nothing. Yeah. It it actually just ends up with her going out for like a a date, a regular date with the second guy. Did he have no social? The whole thing was useless. But did he have no social media footprint whatsoever? No, he did, but, and and there was, this rumor of the girlfriend, the rumor of the girlfriend had started about a, third of the way into The Bachelorette. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is as they're, th- this whole interview process is going on as they're trying to select him for the show, aren't they on his Instagram, Facebook, Twitter That's saying, a good question. Oh, wait a right. second, like, who's yeah, the- I'm sure they knew. Yeah, well, he probably, <laughs> listen, like they said, they take your word, nah, we're not together anymore. You know what I mean? Well, maybe to Kathy's point. That's all you got to say. Maybe they also, they set it up to have this sort of thing go on. This this sort of crazy dynamic. Right. Mm, I I think there's more to lose uh, in the long run if you do something like that. But possibly, yeah. Timeline-wise, from what I recall from yesterday's conversation, is that he, he cut it, the... The F off? No, no, no. He split up with her like... Just like a week before the show started shooting. Yeah, that's that's. What but we the heard. interview process goes on well before that. It's crazy. Okay, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that they they had one situation on Bachelor in Paradise. You remember that situation that occurred in the pool where there was yeah. allegations of a sexual molestation that didn't pan out, right? But in all of these situations, in all of these situations where they've been in these houses, they haven't had. Anything to the best of my knowledge that has approached that level, and it's sort of miraculous since they keep them liquored up and delirious. Yep, yep. So uh, we'll see what happens the next time around. <laughs> 
Uh, been talk uh, for weeks that Melissa McCarthy is in talks to take on the iconic role of villain Ursula in Disney's live-action Little Mermaid. She fueled the buzz on uh, Jimmy Kill Alive recently. She's, uh, he had said, I read you're going to be a part of the live-action remake of Little Mermaid. And uh, she interrupted and said, what is that? Uh, I hadn't heard about that. It seems like that it would be an awfully fun thing to do. I'd love if Disney gave me a little ringy-dingy. And then she winked at the camera uh, and said, if it did happen, it would be very wonderful, Disney. Uh, Halle Berry is starring... Or Halle Bailey, I'm sorry. Not Halle Bailey. Said, hey, it's me. <laughs> she'd be a little too old. It's piqued my interest and you took the rug right out. Halle Bailey. Uh, Who's that? Uh, Javier Bardem, uh, Harry Styles, Aquafina, and Jacob Tremblay are also rumored to be in negotiation. What's this new movie? Uh, Nick, if you, have you seen the trailer, Casey? Um, the Melissa McCarthy movie where she is like, there's a couple of women who are like, Related kitchen? to mobsters? Yeah, The Kitchen, I think is what it's called. I think that's why she was on, what were we saying, Preston? Kimmel? Kimmel. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it, is that based on a true story? I don't know, but it's in theaters uh, next week, August 9th. God, it's August. And um, I'll find out if it's a true story. All yeah, because right. it looks it looks pretty, um, pretty good. All right, and then one last story. Uh, Kristen Stewart covers Vanity Fair's September issue, and inside she opens up about the choices that she made after being thrust in the limelight uh, after starring in the Twilight series. She said, I think I've grown out of this, but I used to really, I uh, used to be really frustrated that because I didn't leap willingly into being at the center of a certain amount of attention, that it seemed like I was an a hole. And I'm on the way, I'm in no way rebellious, I am in no way contrarian, I just want people to like me. I want to be loved. Uh, She famously made headlines with a relationship with Robert Pattinson and then cheating scandal with married director uh, Rupert Sanders. Since then, she's been linked to Stella Maxwell, who also attended the shoot. She said, I only date people who compliment me. Uh, Stuart You're admit, so beautiful. Admits <laughs> you're just the best. I love all your movies. That she was excited to finally work with indie directors uh, Kelly Reichard and uh, Olivier Assayas. I'm not sure. I'll but tell you listen what. Listen to this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. She also gave insight to her stance on the supernatural. She believes in ghosts, and she said, "I talk to them." Um, she said, "If I'm in a here weird, we go." She said, "If I'm in a weird small town making a movie." And I'm in a strange apartment. I will literally be like, no, please, I cannot deal. Anyone else, but it cannot be me. You must be out of your goddamn mind. (laughs) She says, who knows what ghosts are, but there is an energy that I'm really sensitive to. Not just with ghosts, but with people. People stain rooms all the time. I do all the time. I used to. (laughs) Before my prostate was taken out. Yeah, now that problem's gone. Yeah, now I have no problem. No more stains. When you're in the house, the house alone. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you sense anything? No. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's people with me. <laughs> Do you, Kathy? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I like, will. I'm uh, like, like, I don't really believe it, you know, but I'm like, oh, what is that? No I've, one's here. I've wow. stood in my house, so we have this this house, this 1880 house, and I'm thinking, you know, all of the energy and all the things that have occurred over the years and whatever, and, and you, you, you tie into it, but I, I keep wanting something to happen, but nothing ever happens. So, uh, you know, uh, we how many ghost investigations did we do? Yeah. I see a goddamn thing. Right, right. I think I just let my thoughts get away from me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, in the same that, way. I, I think that's if, all it is. I can get paranoid about something and, yeah. and go, what was that? You know, but, but you always have a shotgun in case you hear a noise. You never know. <laughs> Cat litter box. <laughs> Got to protect the home. <laughs> uh, we're going to do the clips now. The Outpost features Talon. 
who is on a journey to track down the killers of her family. Hmm. Here, Anand Desai uh, Barochia discusses how he gets to create and bring his character to life. Here we go. Fans and audience aren't expecting something of me, you know? I'm creating this character from scratch. It's really liberating, it's really freeing, because then I get to have fun. And I get to explore, and there's nothing wrong. There's no expectations of what the character should be, because I'm making him up. You got it, dude. Uh, The Outpost airs tonight, 9 p.m. That's on The CW. Oh, is it the final season of 14 seasons? uh, uh... Here's the next clip. iZombie follows Liv Moore, who turned into a zombie while attending a party and spent years trying to recover from it. Did you get that, Liv Moore? Uh, yes, in this clip, star Rose McIver uh, explains the cast excitement for the finale. Here we go. It's bittersweet. I mean, we're a family. We're all going to miss each other a lot. I love that show, but I think it's great that we knew it was our final season and we're able to write a great ending, and I think fans are going to love that. Hello. Uh, so, iZombie concludes tonight, 8 p.m., and that's on the CW as well. A lot going on at the CW. It's just so much. Huh? Uh, that's what I have for CW. you. Our entertainment report this morning. We are going to take a break. We have our friend uh, Charlie Manuel is going to be stopping by this morning. There's a uh, special uh, reuniting of the 2009 NL champions uh, with the Phils. And it is the Phillies alumni weekend tomorrow through Sunday. Bobby Abreu is going to be inducted into the Phillies wall of fame. So we'll spend some time with Charlie. He's such a super cool guy. So we'll do that a little bit later on. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Attention campers. With so many rock shows coming to BB&T Pavilion in August, MMR figures we'll just pitch our tent and stay the whole month. Nine killer rock concerts creates the opportunity for MMR's first rock residency. Breaking Benjamin. Santana, Alice Cooper and Hailstorm. MMR's got complete concert coverage and lots of chances to win your way in. For a complete rundown on MMR's Rock Residency in August and a chance at exclusive prizes and backstage experiences, check WMMR.com. Hey, this text reminds me that uh, I should every now and then should thank uh, new listeners of the Preston and Steve show uh, for getting on board. I got this text that says, sorry, uh, I keep texting you guys, but I just started listening in April. Ah. And you guys keep me happy when I'm not having a great morning. Thank you. Well, we appreciate that, uh, mystery texter and uh, new listener since April. That's very, very cool. I you love know that. Issue your uh, your five-day challenge again. I think that's always a good thing. A lot We, we, we tend to not... This is a perfect example of people yeah. who are just discovering the show. Yeah, when the program started way back when, I had always said, listen, uh, we understand if you like the show and your friends don't because they've never listened. People have their own listening habits when it comes to radio. But if you if you challenge your friend and say, look, give one week, just promise to listen to this show, the President and Steve show. And if you don't like it after that, I will never bother you again with <laughs> and it. And he's serious. I've and, never seen you bother anyone. And you make a deal. And uh, no, not me, but your friend. Well, I I, I bother them. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, your friend will never, you'll never bother your friend again about it. Right. And if you make that deal and they give us a chance, they might come around. And then you got this thing in common. And then uh, there you go. And if they don't like it, then so well, at least you tried, you know? Yes. Yep. So that's the one week challenge. So. 
Give that a try, if you will, but we appreciate you checking in. That was very cool. Um, Steve, you had mentioned uh, sensing ghosts and things like that. There yeah, you were talking a- about uh, Kristen... Uh- Stuart. Stuart, yes. Yeah, there was a uh, story that came out earlier this week. Um, Los Angeles Lakers star Anthony Davis uh, admitted that uh, he has and is still uh, been afraid of the dark. And it's like, this is a full-grown professional athlete, and he's he's scared of the dark. Uh, in his appearance on a uh, an interview recently, he revealed his fear, saying, TV on... Bathroom light on. Some light has to be on when I go to bed. All right. He said, I wish I wasn't scared of the dark. And he said that he blames it on scary movies. He said, I watched too many crazy movies when I was a kid, and it messed me up for and life. And it's effed him up. Yeah, so he's serious. He's got to have... He's got to have some light somewhere in the room. Full-grown adult and needs to have the light on or he's scared. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. really funny. And he's a professional athlete. Yeah. I'm he's the same kind of way. A, a macho you're the, image. You're the yeah. same way? I'm, I'm the exact same way. I don't... I have to sleep with... I had a nightlight as a kid. A little Snoopy nightlight. Um, and it's then, adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and a, I had a Snoopy nightlight. The bathroom, you know, when living in my haunted house growing up, uh, the bathroom light, upstairs bathroom light was on all night long. Huh. Otherwise, it was pitch black. Um, and then, you know, I, I, now as an adult, like, the TV's on. And sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night and the TV's off, I'm like, I did that. I'm so scared. <laughs> Wait, the TV has to be on all night? TV's on all night. Wow. Okay. See, I, I and I, my wife is the same way as I, she's not because she's afraid of the dark. I don't think my it's wife just she's falls asleep watching TV. Yeah. That's the thing. But, but then if you if she wakes up, does she turn it off? I don't know. So well, I'm not sure. Will you walk around in the house like with the lights off? If you know, you, you know your general way, a little bit of light. You know, you can. Or do you have to, second you go into a dark room, light goes on? No, I, listen, the, the house is quiet and dark, and I don't want to wake anybody up in the morning, yeah. so I just use my phone as my flashlight. All right. Know, I just, and I don't even put the flashlight mode on. <laughs> I just turn the home screen on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I use it to make sure I don't fall down the stairs. <laughs> right. yeah. So my brothers are complete opposite of you, Casey. Um, they can't have one ounce of light coming into the room or they can't sleep. So they're I'm the same way. If you go if you go into either one of their rooms, there's like a blanket or a sheet over like the say like the little blue or red light that's that's right. on the TV if the TV's off. Stop and the really. clock is turned around wow. facing the wall. Like yep. they have black pitch black. Yeah. Shades they can't sleep if there's any type of light. If there's a hallway if the door is shut and there's a hallway light on and something there's light coming through the crack in the door, they shut the light out. Yeah. I had uh, I had bought one of those uh, Alexa dots and yep. uh, when I first set it up, the the light on it stayed on. And I'm like, I can't get to sleep with this. So I had it on my bookshelf, and I arranged the books. I made a little, <laughs> in front of it. I made little yeah. walls around it so that it would cover up the light completely so I could sleep. Yeah. So you know me and my, my home theater stuff. So, of course, yep. in the bedroom, it, it's... There's the, lights the, the always lights on. Going, yeah. I actually have to put on sunblock. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, you, you can dim them all. I agree with that. I, I like it to be to be pretty dark. I have no problem... I watch tons of horror movies, but I can see, I've heard so many people say, uh, who sort of sheepishly like this guy, saying it's it's a primal thing, but that darkness, the, the, that whole, you know, that, that the whole fear just gets him every time. It tricks with your, it plays with your mind. Well, yeah. And a lot of people will start letting their minds run exactly yeah. that, Kathy, yeah. and so they start hearing things. And if you ever stare into darkness, I remember as a kid, my bed faced um, down the long hallway to the stairs. 
And if you stare into darkness long you enough, you saw somebody there. You, you right? start to see <laughs> yeah. things, yeah. and it's and you know. But after a while, I'm like, listen, I, I'm, I'm doing this to myself because yeah. I watch all these horror movies. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, oh, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. Or I don't believe in ghosts. And but still, when it's dark, and, and you know, I, for some reason, my mind automatically goes there. I remember walking home from like friends' houses when I was in like high school, and then like later in college when I would like go drink at my buddy's house. <laughs> I would walk down the. I would when I walked home, I didn't walk on the sidewalk. I walked down the middle of the street. Because, you know, I could... Because that's ghosts don't go there. <laughs> no, that gave me more of a chance to get away from murderers, you know, from, like, slashers, True. Jason, Michael Myers, oh, okay. Freddy Krueger. All right, so you don't believe right. in, in ghosts. You believe in, like, demons or anything like that? Listen, I believe in demons. I believe in... Uh, Serial uh, killers. Uh, <laughs> rabid wolves. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Rabid wolves. Anything. <laughs> You've carried it to the extreme. Rabid werewolves. <laughs> Rabid werewolves. Rabid werewolves. Wow, there was one werewolf. Uh, wow. Uh-huh. You just, wasn't bad enough. You just saw the ante. He's got he rabies. Oh, and he's got rabies. bad credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad this guy's part human and wolf. Yeah. He's got, he had rabies, he too. Can't take he's out a loan. Yeah. He's, he's pissed off. Sharks with legs. <laughs> you saw that once on Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you had Snoopy there to protect you as your... Nightlight. Nightlight. Uh, I do like a nightlight in the bathroom so that I can so make So you're my peeing work. in the bowl. So No, yeah, yeah. So And I don't have to flip on the, the really bright light in the middle of the uh, middle of my slumber. Have you ever gone into the bathroom, thought you were appointed correctly, and peed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, peed on the floor oh, or no. something like that. Absolutely. Uh, let me go to Nalani. Hey, uh, Nalani, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up? Uh, nothing. I'm calling you from uh, overseas. I'm in Qatar. Oh, Qatar. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for checking um, in. Yeah, I get, yeah, it's great. I uh, I get scared going up the stairs at night. Sometimes I'll even like make my kids turn off the lights first. Or, and they, I'm already on the stairs, so I just I'm afraid like somebody's gonna grab me. When are I you turn off the Are you serious? She'll be like, uh, wait till I get three quarters of the way up the stairs and then turn the light off. No, I'll just go, why don't you turn off the light for mommy? Like, oh, that's your big girl task or your big boy task. You get to, <laughs> you get to be the person who turns off the light. Oh, that's So you have, you have to have them turn off the lights for you? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just, I'm, like, afraid something, I don't know, I don't know why. And then when I do run, I, like, kind of high-step it. Like, if something's going to grab at me, it wouldn't be able to grab my ankle. If I'm, oh, if, if, you, if you're walking outside in that's the dark great. at night, uh, do, you, do you carry a flashlight? Do you carry a pen light? What do you do? No, it's only the stairs. Only the stairs. Oh, Nalani, you know what I hated was running up the back deck stairs because um, uh, hands could actually reach through those stairs. Right. Uh Right. Those were the worst. That was the one where I'm like, oh, man, I'm booking up these stairs (laughs) so fast. Wow. Uh, Nalani, did you you live in the States before uh, Qatar? Yeah, yeah. I'm from South Jersey. Okay. There you go. A while now, thirteen years. So, but I've been listening to you guys since I was uh, in middle school. So over wow. years now. Did you pick guitar because it's so much like Jersey? <laughs> Just exactly like it. Exactly awesome. like guitar, the New Jersey of the Persian Gulf. <laughs> well, thanks for checking in from uh, halfway around the world. We appreciate it. Thanks. She's All got right, a, a great phone connection. Oh, does. Yeah. <laughs> this top text, Steve, says, how does this caller from Qatar have a better connection and less delay than some of the interviews with people you have in the United States? Oh, yeah. I know. Yep. 
No, I don't know. It's one of the mysteries. Maybe it's ghosts. What about you, Preston, with the uh, when the Paranormal Activity movies were coming out? <laughs> now, that scared yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even see them, and I read a synopsis about right. the movie because that type of thing does scare me, even though I really don't believe in ghosts. Right. Uh, but... Uh, what did it for me was um, I read, like I said, I still haven't seen the movie because I, I know it would get me. Yeah. Uh, well, you're smart then because it would a bad seed. Is the uh, um, uh, the swinging chandelier. Yeah. And so we have a chandelier in our main you know, hallway that mm-hmm. goes down the, the stairs from where my bedroom is. And I just, I'm like, man, if that, if I come out of here and that thing's swinging, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a heart attack probably. <laughs> so my mind starts working. Yes. And, and it's like, it's going to be swinging when you go out there, you're going to see it swinging around. Oh my God. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. I'd turn the lights on because it just freaked me out. Isn't it funny how you apply logical solutions to completely illogical situations? Like, you know, Casey, the, the walking down the middle of the street, like there was logic that went into that. Yeah. Completely sur- surrounded by fiction and everything that's illogical. Well, it's but, not only fiction. I mean, there can be murderers that aren't Freddy Krueger. That's true. But, but it I mean, just gives me more of a a time to react. But you're not really thinking that logically in that process. You're, right. you're mostly basing it on fear. But you like the high stepping that she was talking about while running, like there's, there's logic that it went into mm-hmm. why she was running, kicking her legs up like that. What gets you more? The darkness or the that or a sound? Um, a sound in the dark? At, at, at night. Uh, probably so, that. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the sound. Because the darkness itself, it's just the unknown. I it? live with uh, my wife, 10 cats, and a dog. So a when I'm not hearing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah, quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all night long. Terrible. And then where's that going to be? And then I have to mentally plan, remember not to walk, walk. there tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the other day, I was in the garage, and I swear I heard, Mommy. And I was like, oh, is he awake? And I had, I had to go back inside. Check the house. Of course, I didn't see anything. Go upstairs, check his room, and I'm like... It was Rockstar Rock. So who's calling? <laughs> 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 Probably. Showed up at your house. <laughs> yeah, it was... I finally found out where you live! Oh, it was yeah. so weird. Wow. So you... Of course, it was nothing, and I probably... You heard... Mo- you thought you heard mommy. Mommy. And I'm like, why is he whispering? He never whispers. Did you tell your mom something like that? Uh, I'm yo, curious yeah, what she, she probably thinks it's yeah. Is your mom a believer? Uh, well, um, yeah. I mean, right. some yes. She very believes spiritual. Those, yeah. Very so, spiritual. Yeah. yeah. So she believes that there's another life, and sometimes they contact okay, yeah. us. Yeah. So you can have like auditory hallucinations. Oh, absolutely, definitely. In like dead, dead, dead silence for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So yeah. I, there was there was a studio, and I remember years ago, uh, it was acoustically. Uh, rated as the most silent room in the world. It used to be. It was. It was in New York. This is, and they probably have many of them now. But um, you go in there, and again, it's it's Preston. It's like when I, my description of the sensory deprivation. You know, the uh, the uh, Halcyon floats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're hearing everything that's happening, and it sounds like you're hearing everything that's happening in your body. It's just so wild. Yeah, and it. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's funny. I, I can't hear total silence because I have tinnitus. Oh. And oh, so, so you I have, never uh, get... Yeah, I hear ringing. I hear uh, I hear a sound that, all the time. I mean, I guess you're used to it, but it, 
Yeah. Does that drive you crazy? Sometimes? A little bit. It yeah, has yeah. driven people crazy. That's why I sleep with the the, the sound the sound machine on. So, right. Right. Uh, oh, sound machine. Miami yeah. sound machine. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Come on, baby. Okay. Okay. Do that conga. No, you got to do and press as you go to the bathroom. You're doing the dance. Can't help it. Preston's going to sleep. Daddy's asleep. Little conga, little merengue. Oh my god. My my Latin rhythms are. It's time to go to sleep. You get used to it after a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you so tired. Mm-hmm. You sure you my name, you <laughs> I used to have a big crush on uh, Gloria Stephan. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't control yourself any longer. All right. Uh, let's see. I want to go to a couple of calls here. Uh, I will go to Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up? So I just wanted to call and say I was never, ever afraid of the dark until we moved into a haunted house Ooh. and the ghost would walk in front of the basement light. <laughs> And block it out. <laughs> the whole basement would go dark. The washer, the dryer would shut off. Nuh-uh. It would get super, super creepy, super, super quiet. And then you would just see this large black mask walk in front of the basement light. It would go pitch black for like a good 15 seconds. And then everything would come back on all at once. Now, Jesse, you're saying you saw this happen? Yes. We were on the Travel Channel twice because our house was so haunted. Okay. So where where was this house? <laughs> in South Jersey. South Jersey. So you, do you still live there? No. <laughs> is that is that what made you move? Yeah, it had a lot to do with it. It was the dead, creepy kid in the basement. Do me, a, right. do me a favor. Uh, 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 is uh, this episode still available on the? Uh, you're talking about yeah, the? But there's yeah, actual, send an email. There's actual video footage of this black mass going across the the light. There never is. Yeah, right. Uh, no, no. There's there's video footage of like the you know it's like one of those shows where like the psychic walks through the house and they're like oh we feel whatever blah 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 blah. So did they did they have did they have people acting portraying you? No, we were in the show. Oh, okay. It was like all interviews and stuff. It was like first person interviews. All right, so I guess you would say that you had a legitimate reason to be afraid of the dark. Yes. Okay, what now? Do you would wake up and there would be a kid standing in my closet just staring at me, like, stop it. For me to follow into the basement. So, all right, and so, so. Then you... I would follow into the basement and he would disappear. <laughs> all right, let me ask you now, okay? So, and I, I know this, and, and, and I think it's fun to, to believe. I've seen nothing to validate or verify that any of this exists. I, I go along for the ride because it's fun. But uh, you're you're saying and and you're absolutely one hundred percent confident you saw this image of a boy in your in your closet. I saw the image of a boy in my closet more than once. And I, when we bought the house, we didn't know anyone had died in the house. We flat out asked the realtor if anyone died in the house, and they told us no. And then we found out like six eight months later, everything started going weird immediately. Like things would turn on and off, the toys would turn on and off. Lights would go on and out, and I was like, the dog would freak out, wouldn't go near the basement. So I'm not going down there. I, <laughs> yeah, for real. And then, like, eight, nine months later, we found out that the previous owner's, uh, like, 15-year-old son hung himself in the basement. Hmm. Now, did you? Let me ask you this: When you saw this uh, this uh, apparition or whatever it is, did you did you go over and try to like physically touch it? Did it look real? Did it look? So the very very first time I saw it, he was I was 
sleep. And in my dream, there was this kid standing in my basement, and he motioned for me to follow him. Or he was in my closet, and I, he motioned for me to follow him to the basement. So I did in my dream. And then he walked down the, the landing of the basement steps, and I turned around to look at him, and I woke up, and I had physically gotten out of bed and followed this dead You kid. forgot the fabric softener. Uh, see, here's – now, this is wait, something wait, that they wait, say, yeah. Jesse. They always say around points of sleep. You were asleep and semi-lucid. But Could she, that have been it? For the very, for the very, very first time I saw him. After that, it was just a big black mass hanging out, like, in the living room. You would just see a walkthrough. You would see shadows. All right, so hang on. Um, to, to answer my question that I initially asked, did you go over and try to physically touch this uh, being? Not the first time. The, the like second, third, fourth time when I like you know got some moxie behind myself, I did. I would like follow it and like go after it, like because I thought somebody was in my house. Yeah, but then what, I would go through, and no one was ever there. And so you would, when you would go to try and find to to confront or whatever, it would be gone. Yeah, it would be. Completely she never tried. Gone. You never. You never. T- you never able to touch it. To, to Preston's question. No, but okay. we would call the cops because it was so real that we thought there was somebody in the house. Did you call regular cops or ghost cops? <laughs> Ghostbusters. No, I, no, well, I went to the ghost cops after the first <laughs> Um So listen, you, you, and you know, I'm sure you probably catch crap for people to say you're just making this up and so on and so forth. You sound sincere. It sounds like it rocked your world. So uh, you eventually moved then, obviously, right? Yeah, we, we left. We were there for like 10 years and then we left. What did the cops say when you called them? They would, they would come. They would go in the house. They would investigate. There was no signs of anyone breaking and entering. They would walk through the whole house, walk through the property. They never, ever found anybody. But the motion detectors in the house had gone off that it was picking up something that was that was there. Hey, were you so the only were you the only one that there? had visual confirmation of this? No, my husband saw it a couple times. My sister was at the house. She saw it. My mom was there. They're, they're all we're all on the TV show. Wow, okay. wow. So if all it right. does happen again in your new place. Who are you going to call? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the police. Right. Uh, what's the name of the show again? Uh, the Dead Files. All right. The Dead Files. Do you know what episode and what what's, uh, season and what episode? It was uh, season four, episode one. Season four, episode one of The Dead okay. Files. I'm familiar with The Dead Files. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank yeah. you, Jesse, for sharing. You're Appreciate very it. Welcome. Thank you. Right, well, she's—I guess she's got a reason. Uh, at least she does believe that she has a reason to be afraid of the dark. So when you hear stuff like that, Preston, yeah, do you immediately dismiss it, or does that sort of feed into your? It. I listen. I, I believe that people believe that they've seen certain, seen and felt certain things. I have not personally seen anything that's proven to me that something like that exists. So I, I don't know. I love. The possibility of it. Yeah, I love right, that we were right. standing in death row, you know, the the death row holding area of Eastern State Penitentiary, and there's an audio anomaly when we're recording something. I've never seen anything, and I know that when they do a lot of this stuff, people say, "So I'm, I was in bed, and I saw a Revolutionary War soldier standing at the foot of the bed." Mm-hmm. You were in bed, nodding off. You yeah, know, and right. you're, you're semi lucid, and yeah. and so your mind will play tricks on you. But I still like Kathy. I know you. You. It's sort of fun to consider. Yeah, kind of. But even besides the ghost thing, just darkness in and of it. There was a, a great horror movie. Well, not great, but fun called When Darkness Falls. Mm-hmm. It's about a guy who's whenever he, you leave the light, these demons, you know, ju- or this demon ghost jumps on you, and so on and so forth. So that feeds into that thing. But right. to have this professional ball player, going back to the original story, basketball player. Admit that at an adult yep. person is afraid of the dark and has to keep 
what we assume a kid would do, leave the bathroom light and stuff on, yep. yeah. it's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. So if I am uh, leaving for work in the morning and, like, let's say my family's down the shore or something like that, right. not, you know, so I'm literally the only one uh, in the bedroom, I have, like, it's it's almost like an airlock system, right? There's <laughs> just a series, it's a light system. Oh, you have to turn this light on before you turn the other light off? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. like when Mr. Freeze used to move across, you'd have to turn on the right. different frozen zones. So when I wake up in the morning, the, the TV's already on, so I don't have to worry about that. So I can go into the bathroom, I turn light on in the bathroom, so right. at least the light's on there. Um, and then, uh, you know, before I turn the light off in the bathroom, then I have to turn the light switch on in the bedroom, and then I'll turn the light off in the bathroom, and then the light switch is on in the bedroom, and then I open the bedroom door to leave, and if the hallway light's not on, I will flip that on, and then I will turn. <laughs> well, watch. All right. Then I hang on. Then I will turn the bedroom light off, and then I will walk downstairs. And if there's no lights on downstairs, then I will go and turn the downstairs hallway light on there. And then I will go and turn the upstairs hall light off. And then, like before I leave, I have to go into the laundry room, and there's a double light switch there. And I will turn the laundry room, uh, laundry room light on and the hallway light off so the laundry room light is on. Then, God, no wonder you're late for work. I, <laughs> no, it, I mean, it sounds a lot longer than it is. And then I open the... I open the garage door. Yeah. And, or, I mean, I open, yeah. And then I hit the, the door to open the actual garage door, and that turns the garage door light on. <laughs> then I can shut the laundry room light off, and then I'm off to work. Okay. And then do you have to, does the dome light in your car have to come on first before you turn the garage lights on? No, 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 no. Once I'm in, I'm safe in the car. Okay. Even All though right. I don't check the back seat or anything. Oh, oh my God. Now, I, now hey, I will look in the back seat. Do yeah. you? Before I get in the car. Now, that's a real threat, though. That's like, did somebody crawl in my car <laughs> yeah, and yeah, is yeah. waiting to kill me? <laughs> yes. Not, is there a ghost haunting yep. my vehicle. No, a real person. Yeah, is did a real person somehow or another get in here uh, on the off chance that they want to murder me? So I will look in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny these, and everyone picks their thing like like the stairs with the gap in them so that hands can come through, Casey. Yeah. You pick your thing that frightens you yeah. and that's your little that's your little deal. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of things. It's not just ghosts because I don't I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. I do believe in demons. Rabbit werewolves. <laughs> Rabbit werewolves. Rabbit yeah, werewolves. Credit, yes. <laughs> Sharks with legs. <laughs> and a few other assorted, you know. Badgers with nunchucks. Yeah. That's a band name. <laughs> yes, it is. Badgers with nunchucks. In fact, that's uh, that's the name of my band from here on out. We're changing it to Badgers with nunchucks. Oh, my God. What was the, what was the most terrible? Was it that night that you heard the cat box? So as we've told the story many times before, you were a little lit up. You were by yourself in the house. Yeah. You heard the automatic cat box go off in the basement. I thought it was a person in you the basement. You thought it was a I person. I think it was a ghost. I thought someone was in the house. So that's much more terrifying to me than... Right, a inv- uh, home invasion. Yeah, yeah. So were you ever terrified of anything outside that realm for a second? Oh, w- well, when I was a kid, yeah. I mean, you know, the Ouija boards were all the thing. And, right. And uh, we were, uh, you know, I wasn't playing with the Ouija board, but somebody else was. And it was my maybe my sister and my aunt, somebody else anyhow. And, you know, the candle flickered out or something like that. And they made a big deal about it. And that terrified me for a long time. And this was like I was pre-K. I was, you know, a little bitty kid. <laughs> yeah. Somebody farted. <laughs> blew the candle out. Um, so that was the most uh, scared I think I've ever been. Of right. Something otherworldly happening. Why? Why does I, I and I know there have been scientific explanations for it. Why? When you do stare into darkness, do you start to see images? Okay. Are you seeing 
Let me go to Tammy's been on hold for yeah. a while, who is a paranormal investigator and maybe can explain it. Because we've heard of shadow people before. Yes, yeah, yeah. Dark, uh, darkness that's darker than the dark, if that right. makes any sense at all. Hi, Tammy, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Godzooks, guys. Godzooks. All right, so can you explain this, why people see darkness, uh, you know, sure. like a dark figure in the dark? And what it is is the brain will actually try to form images. Yes. It's what we do. It's, it's a natural thing the body does. Yes. So you will automatically try to form images out of the dark. It's called matrixing. So your your um, your brain is sort of taking a, a blank palette, and it, it it's having trouble recognizing or defining boundaries and borders and images. So it start it starts to put images in. Isn't that what a dream correct. is? Um, no, it's because you're, you're completely awake. Um, it's just you're looking, if you stare at something long enough, that's yeah. what it is. Uh, I think, I think uh, Tammy, the brain will do something similar with, with objects. You can see like a human face in certain Absolutely. patterns, right? Yeah, it's because it makes sense for us to put it together that way. So it's similar Correct. to just, did you see the meme? And I don't know if you saw this floating around, Tammy, but it, or, or it's it's popular. It's been all over, um, you know, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, the the black and white picture that has little color elements added to it that makes you see the picture as color because your brain Correct. fills in colors. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty absolutely. wild. I've been doing this for about seven years, and let me tell you, I did not believe um, in the beginning, and uh, I am a firm believer now. Um, I belong to a group called NJ Rope, and um, we we've done I've done at least over five hundred investigations myself. And um, people who call, and, and just like the last lady that was on, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but, and um, yeah. we're very scientific, we don't, you know, we're, it's a scientific-based group. So we want proof. And I, listen, I've I've heard a, there are a lot of people who have a lot. I I can't say that there isn't. I myself, and I've wanted to see. I'm the, I'm, I would be a sucker for this stuff, and I not, it's never happened to me. However, there are a lot of people who seem to, like you say, sheepishly say, I don't know, you know, but I, 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 it's, I guess I'm, I'm, you know, I, I need to see it for myself before I believe, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. which is weird, but, but uh, I'm fascinated by it all regardless. And, uh, and that's, well, I, our group hosts public investigations. So anytime you guys want to investigate, let us know and you'll be our guest for the evening. We might take you up on that. What's the name that's of your group? Awesome. NJ Rope. N-J-R-O-P-E. N J R O T E N J P as in Peter R O P E R O P E N J Rope. Okay, got it. Thank you. No problem. Our director Frank Lazaro, and he would absolutely go insane because he loves you guys too. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, Tammy. Appreciate it. So, um, yeah. uh, So darkness can cause you to see things, you know. I guess, but uh, but she's had enough people. the word she believes it, so you know, it is what it is to you, and yeah, uh, and that's yeah. all fine and dandy. But uh, it was an interesting story because um, this guy he plays for the Lakers, Anthony Davis, <laughs> said he has to leave the TV, bathroom light, some kind of light has to be on, and uh, he said, "I quote, I wish I wasn't scared of the dark." But he is. We've gone through this whole conversation without once mentioning Anthony Davis's unibrow, and I think that we'd be remiss if wow. we didn't bring it up. Wow, yeah. I'm looking at that. Yeah, I just wanted to point That's that out. That's impressive. <laughs> right. Uh, is it still up the pick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, take a look, Steve. He's, he's got... Uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a ghost right there. It reaches in the middle. It goes out. They 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 don't quite reach the yeah. edge of his eyes. That's an interesting looking unibrow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's why he's always seeing things. You're right. The, the hair the comes down over his eyes. I wonder if you ever considered that. Jesus. Oh. All right. Anyhow, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get into the bizarre file. Stay close because those stories are on the way next. Join Marissa Magnava at Friday from 6 to 8 at Stowe's Bar, 236 Market Street in Philly. Enter to win a midweek overnight stay at Resorts Casino Hotel, a $50 credit to Landshark Bar and Grill in Atlantic City, and a three-day, four-night all-inclusive stay in the Caribbean. Plus, enjoy $3 Landshark Pounders. Friday from 6 to 8, Nick McElwain rocks first Friday at the corner of Bridge and Main in Phoenixville. Check out craft breweries and distilleries, exciting restaurants, music from L and the John Doe Band, and the 2019 Subaru Outback from Piazza Subaru of Limerick. Shop 24-7 at PiazzaSubaru.com. Complete details at PhoenixvilleFirst.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. That made my balls tickle. Uh, I guess I said counting crows, not black crows. When oh. I said that, a lot of texts are coming in. It's Adam Duritz's birthday today, lead singer of Counting Crows, so I guess I have them on the brain. Not Fine. Cheryl Crow. Uh, not Cheryl Crow, no. Or the black crows. But black crows. Thank you very much. Um, listen, we're going to have Charlie Manuel on the show uh, a little bit later on this morning, around 9 o'clock, he's going to be popping in. And uh, they have their big Phillies alumni weekend tomorrow through Sunday. Bobby Abreu is going to be inducted into the... Phillies walk fame and everything, so uh, Charlie's going to be stopping by this morning. A lot of things, one of the things people don't know about Charlie, he's a big fan of my band Saint. Yes, he, yeah. he said yeah. that. He's yeah. actually one of our first groupies. He's very excited to come yeah. in. Yeah, yeah he so. wants you to sign a picture for him. Pretty cool. He and took a drumstick. His, at the last show, he took his shirt off and swung yeah. it. No yeah. way. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I, yeah. he told me you brought him back to the tour bus for a little <laughs> nookie. Now that's, no, that's not true. You want to go to Whippets in the tour bus? <laughs> uh, so what people have been asking me, I think they think that you are completely up on all the things that I do on the weekend, that okay. I'm completely up on all the things you're right, doing. Right. Can you give the specifics again about where you're going to be, uh, where we, Saint is going to be this yeah, weekend? Yeah, man, we got a gig. It's tomorrow night. We're playing uh, in the, the Lehigh Valley in, uh, it's called One Just in C- General? No, one, oh, okay. one Center Square is the all club. Right. So it's tomorrow night at 8 o'clock clock or 8 30 i'm not sure i'll figure that out between show up at six and uh this is in um eagleville is that correct no easton easton thank you sorry uh but anyhow you better get that down before you drive it i I have the address (laughs) i was gonna have it in front of me easton thank you i'm dude i'm so out of it today i'm really 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 tired i I didn't stay up late or anything last night but i'm exhausted so yes yesterday hit me wednesday's usually the the tough day back after uh because what happens is we start to live as normal people live with regular hours yeah because uh you know my my wake up time during the work week is 345 so what happens is is uh we Going off that schedule and coming back on is a bit of a uh, a bear, as they say. But being in Hawaii really messed me up. So yes, but, one center square is one center square, Eastern PA. There you go. That's where. Right. So that's uh, that's tomorrow night. Uh, so I just want to give a little plug, Rooney. There. Hopefully, uh, listeners of MMR and the President Steve Show in the Lehigh Valley will come out there and uh, have cu- have a couple of beers and have some music for you. A lot of times, cool. these places like we we love to get down to like Delaware and places that are considered a little bit out of the listening area for yeah. us because there are a lot of listeners, and I, I bet you're going to pack the place. Hope so. So uh, that's tomorrow. All right, um, we got to do the Bizarre File. Happy to bring it to you. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. 
All right, I meant to get to this story yesterday, so uh, better late than never, but it uh, it's going to take up a good portion of the bizarre file. Maybe you heard this, maybe not. An Arizona man has spoken out uh, the heartbreak that he endured when he learned that the body of his <laughs> mother, which he donated to a medical research center, was sold off to the military and blown up in a blast testing experiment. Oh, How the hell does that happen? So his hope is... She's going to be used to forward knowledge of Alzheimer's, right? Yeah, Doris Stauffer, 73 years old, died five years ago in hospice care following a several-year battle with Alzheimer's, despite doctors saying that she didn't carry the gene for the disease. Medical officials feared the condition may have mutated and hoped to study her brain after her death to further investigate. However, when she died in 2014... Her neurologist was unable to accept her remains, so her son, Jim, reached out to a number of donation facilities who he hoped would continue the investigation. So finally settled on Biological Resource Center, BRC, in Maricopa County following a recommendation from a nurse under the agreement that the company, led by a guy named Stephen Gore, would send her brain to a neurological research group. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he found the right location, found the right place. Um, but Jim said, I feel foolish now because I'm not a trusting person, but in this situation, you have no idea uh, that this is going on, and you trust. And I think that trust is what they fed on. He recalled how an official from uh, BRC came to pick up his mother's remains within 45 minutes of her death. He signed an agreement with the official in which it was detailed that uh, of what would and would not happen to Doris's remains. So several days later, he received a wooden box that contained, quote, the majority of his mother's ashes. However, no information was provided about how Doris's body was used or where the rest of her remains were. Another three years would pass before he learned what really happened to his mother. The record showed that BRC workers deta- uh, detached one of Doris's hands for cremation. After sending those ashes back to her son, the company then sold and shipped the rest of her body, including her brain, which is what they wanted to have, wor- you know, uh, testing yeah, done, yeah, yeah. to a taxpayer-funded research blast <clears throat> testing project for the U.S. Army. Doris's cadaver was then strapped to a chair on some sort of apparatus, an explosive device was detonated beneath her. The idea... Whoa! Did you see that? Whoa! The idea of the, the experiment is to get an idea of what the human body goes through when a vehicle is hit by an IED. So that is... Okay. That's useful information. Definitely is. But, All the fighting grannies out there. But you need to... You know, you, you gotta you gotta know. You that should that's ask yeah. someone before you blow up their grandmother. Here's the deal. Jim said there was actually wording on this paperwork about performing this stuff, performing these medical tests that may involve explosions, and we said no. So we checked the no box on all of that. Yeah, no to blowing up. Uh BRC and military records show that at least twenty other bodies were also used in the blast experiments without permission of the donors or their relatives. Uh, the donated bodies were all sold to the military for $5,893 each. Officials on the project uh, said that they never received the consent forms from the donors or their families that, alo- Hi, Grandma. Uh, that along with the cadavers. Instead, they were forced to rely on the assurances of BRC that the families or donors had all agreed to be used in this specific type of research. And how did they think that simply a cremated hand would pass for an entire cremated body. Well, this 
the guy running it was... Uh, Shifty? Yeah, big time. Jim says that he still struggles with the reality of the grisly end his mother's remains met, adding that his memories of her are regularly plagued by visions of the experiment. Jim is one of 33 plaintiffs named against the lawsuit against BRC and its owner, Stephen Gore. We blowed up a lot of bodies. In which the gruesome details of how the uh, center misused loved ones' bodies is compared to the horror novel Frankenstein. Now, it gets worse. Listen to this. It's worse than this? Oh, yeah. Gore was found guilty of operating an illegal business in 2015. It was discovered that he had been selling off body parts. More than 1,755 human body parts were found at the facility, which took 142 body bags to move and weighed 10 tons. Now, in a declaration for the lawsuit, former FBI Special Agent Mark uh, Quinar uh, described various unsettling scenes at the site in Phoenix. Quinar told of a small woman's head sewn onto a large male torso that was hanging from the wall in a, quote, Frankenstein manner. So they did that as like a... Its placement was described as an an apparent morbid joke. Jesus. He also spoke of a cooler filled with male genitalia, infected heads, and bucket of heads, arms, and legs without any identification tags. This is Ed Gein stuff. There were also blood and bodily fluids on the floor of the freezer. Listen, I want to make this up to you. How about some sphincter candle holders? (laughs) The BRC picked up the bodies of deceased loved ones from the family home, from family homes, and from there they sold the, the parts to middlemen for profit. Bodies were cut up using chainsaws and bandsaws, tools that are not supposed to be used when medically dismembering cadavers. Mm. There was even a price list for body parts, which included a whole upper torso for four grand, an intact torso for twenty nine hundred, a spine for nineteen hundred, a leg from mid femur to toe tip for six hundred. And you can make those thin slices, please. A head for five hundred and a knee for three hundred and seventy five dollars. A full intact body could cost anywhere between five and ten thousand dollars. So uh, the clientele, that's what I'm interested in. Who is paying for these knees and heads and necks and hands? <laughs> I don't know. It is. It seems to be testing uh, facilities. He admitted that the bodies were not used in a way that donors had permitted and that he was overwhelmed working in an industry without regulation. Man. So Gore was sentenced in 2015 to one year deferred jail time, four years probation, and was forced to pay $121,000 in restitution. And that's all he got. So. The idea that they took a small woman's head and sewed it onto a large guy's body as a joke and then displayed it. Yeah. Mm. It's as gruesome as it gets. Who who walks by and finds that funny? You know. Um, I mean, you might grin. I told you that was going to eat up most of the bizarre file time, and it did. So that's a hell of a story. Yeah, it's hard to follow that one up. Uh, Let's go. You want another uh, bizarre medical thing? Yeah, why not? We're in that vein. Let's go for it. Uh, Human-animal hybrids are to be developed in embryo form in Japan after the government approved controversial stem cell research. Human cells will be grown in rat and mouse embryos, then brought to term in a surrogate animal as part of experiments set to be carried out at the University of Tokyo. It's all going. It's all going to hell now. Human animal hybrids. Supporters say the work uh, by renowned geneticist uh, Hiramutsu Nakauchi uh, could be a vital first step towards eventually growing organs that then 
are transplanted into people that need them. So, Are they taking pre-orders for whale penises? That would be a good thing. But uh, opponents have raised concerns. The scientists are playing God. They worry that the human cells could stray beyond the targeted organs into other of areas of the animal, effectively creating a creature that is part animal and part person. <laughs> Here's your werewolf, Casey. Right. So, your rabid werewolf with bad credit. <laughs> for that reason, such prolonged experimentation has been effectively banned or gone unfinanced across the world in recent years. But in Japan itself, scientists were forbidden from going beyond a 14-day growth period, but those laws were relaxed in March when the country's education and science ministry issued new guidelines saying such creations could now be brought to term. I think of I Am Legend, and I think of the the thing that kicks that off is that they're looking for this cancer cure, Mm -hmm. and it ends up becoming this thing that causes this rage virus that destroys the world. Yep. And there you go. That's what I have for you. Some scary stuff there. In the Bizarre File this morning. So, I'd like to give away something. I have a pair of tickets to see Corn and Allison Chains. It's this Saturday, BB&T Pavilion. You'll also be qualified for this week's grand prize VIP lounge package, including pre-show party with limited edition silk screen posters. Uh, let's take caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR. The show is part... Of MMR's Rock Residency this August at BB&T Pavilion. You can check WMMR.com for a complete list of concerts and grand prizes. Some tickets remain for each show at Ticketmaster.com. So caller 19, it's yours. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The f*** are you doing? Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video that is up. By the way, I watched uh, yesterday's Butthole Magazine video. (laughs) I was loving it. Uh, The new one is called Gay General. Gay General? I I don't even remember that. On a statue. What does it mean when a horse has one hoof up? That's right. Gay General. (laughs) Watch it now. PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline (laughs) Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Might not be historically accurate, but I I just assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to bring something up, if you don't mind. Please. Um, because there's been... I, I think we need to have a... Um, I think we need to have a summit. I think we need to have a sit-down. We need to sit around. Sit around. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to address the uh, the coffee drama. Oh, oh, no. Because it's pretty much the first thing that I hear from Casey every morning. <laughs> so, just to, I'll, I'll address the this whole... by saying that our kitchen has been completely deconstructed. There's no running water. There's no nothing. no. There's there's no sink. Nothing. They've ripped it out. Our our entire offices are going through um, a, a refurbishing, and so uh, so we're, we the areas of which you can uh, get your beverages and food and stuff like that is kind of in flux. But this has been going on before this. It has been coffee. Coffee is an essential, obviously, in the morning. It's, I think we all at some point, you know, uh, obviously Duncan provides our coffee, and that's great. But you need to make it. Yeah. yeah, most definitely, and uh, it, and and anybody who works in an office environment where coffee is a part of the whole <laughs> ritual, or there's a, there's a machine uh, that there's protocol, and some people don't follow that properly. Right. So each morning, Case comes in, he's like, "Man, this and that, so on and so forth, and and blah blah blah." So do. You, should we should we have a meeting? Should we all get together and lay down the ground Every, rules? Everything's good. 
Everything, it is? I, yeah, I, I just said everything straight. Be- you con- did. Believe it or not, I don't really like controversy, right? <laughs> and I don't like con- confrontation. Yeah, um, I don't either. But I, it eats at you, so you need to get it out. So, so you, I, you, she, she's right on that level. Right. I, I, I've told you many times yeah. before, you, sh- you should tap that energy off earlier rather than let it go seismic. And so what I need to make sure is that when I impart information... That I do it properly because, I, you know, like that you catch more flies with uh, honey than you do with whatever the other thing is. Um, dead squirrels. Yeah, dead squirrels. <laughs> no, you'll catch, more, you'll actually catch more flies with dead, dead squirrels. squirrels. Yeah, that's a line from Cheers. Oh. Sorry, I, I stole that. <laughs> um, so and I think I, it's bees with honey. Right, anyway. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, so whatever happened uh, Monday, Tuesday, and especially today because I went down the hall to make coffee three times. I went down. The, I had. I mean, so we have to go all the way down to the fanatic, our sister station, yeah, because which is the, the other end of the building. They're the ones that actually have a coffee maker that is, you know, hooked up to to, to water. water. And There's like one that. upstairs in the temporary uh, MGK studio, but that is not as good. I used that yesterday. That's yeah. two floors up. Now. That's two floors that's up. Two, oh, wait, so this was happening down the hall. I thought this was happening in our kitchen. No, no, okay. no there's ele- there's there's three elements happening concurrently okay. yeah. here. So, so essentially, I went down all the way down the hall. It's so far away. It's incredibly far. <laughs> but but I had to go all the way. It, it, I mean, just to get coffee. Yes, I made three trips for three cups of coffee. Now, when you're down there, do you, do you say hi and, and socialize at all with the guys? No, not okay, really. No, because right. everybody's doing work, right? Yeah. So, so, and it only takes a, a couple of minutes for that coffee to be made. Yeah. This morning, I didn't have that time to just sit there and wait for coffee to be made. Um. So I went down there. I made the coffee. I I foresaw this happening. So what I did is I because there's there's two urns. I set up the the second pot to be made. Right. So so the coffee is brewing. Then I poured out the uh, the grounds. Um, you know, so yep. and you then measured out the coffee. I grounds. measured out the coffee right. grounds. You put out a filter. I, I I left the filter out and a cleaned urn on the counter, just in case somebody had to go and pour three cups of coffee. All they would have to do is just stick it in the machine Slap and boom. In. All right, so I went back uh, there to pour the cups of coffee because the a pot of coffee makes coffee for me, Preston, Steve, and Marissa. That you know, and and so uh, I went back there and there was. One cup of coffee left in the urn, and all the trimmings and all the makings that that I had let was were still sitting there on the counter. And I was like, "Man," and then I got like a little bit upset about it. It started to build, though. Yeah. It started off as "man" <laughs> and became much more. Well, with you guys, maybe I, I let it. Uh... <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit more animated with you. Okay. Um, but, but it does set the tone for the day. I mean, and it's this is clearly these are first world problems. Mm-hmm. Like we we understand all of that. But when it's when you get off the day on the wrong foot. Oh yes. no, no, Nick, the whole problem in the Middle East is over coffee. You're right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean if it puts you in a bad mood to start the day or, or, or throws you off or makes you angry or whatever, and that's then translates and carries through the rest of the day, it can shift other problems down the road. Yes. Now, I, I need to ask, because I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. It's not throwing anybody under the bus or anything like that, but you go, man, i got to talk to the XTU gang. <laughs> yeah. Because we have all our sister stations yeah. here. There's Ben FM down the hall, MGK's upstairs. Down the other end of the hall is is the Fanatic, and then we have this, our sister station, WXTU, down the hall. Right. And we're all in here together at the same time. Um, wonderful people. Eventually. Oh, I hate them. No, of course they're wonderful people. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say you said that. No, but they um, I was making a eventually joke. we're all going to be in the same right. area. Right now it's because they're re- 
repurposing everything, we're all kind of split up. Yes. Um. So you had mentioned something about talking to XTU. Well, but before I had to do that, Preston, I had to do my due diligence and make sure that those people were the offending people. Okay. One that, of whom that, used that, to intern here. Yes. So yeah. I had to make sure that, that whoever I was going to talk to down there was indeed the offending party. So I had to, I had to do a, bit, a little bit of investigation. You when just I what, set what up I, security cameras? No, no. Why? Well, no, I ask questions. Okay. Right. So uh, what I find out is that uh, the producer down the hall at Fanatic, uh, he makes Keurig, so he's not an offending party. Okay. Uh, Trey Thomas uh, doesn't drink coffee, so he's not offending. Uh, Did you do all this today? Uh, the last couple of days. Okay. <laughs> um, Farzetta drinks two espressos before he comes into work, so it's not anybody down the hall. Okay. okay. All right. So then I go ask Matt Corden, his producer. They bring their coffee with them from Dunkin' Donuts. So that I don't have to worry about that. Okay. So that only leaves us. So then, uh, and I us know. Us next to you? So, yeah, yeah, us next to you. Okay. And so I know it's not any of us. So so then I went down and I, and I just had a nice, pleasant conversation. And I, I led the conversation off by saying, listen, I don't want to come off like a dick here, right? But here's the deal. I said, uh, you know, like, you make coffee, right? And she said, no, I didn't make it this morning. I go, I know I made it, <laughs> you know. And she's like, "Oh, I go so so." Just I'm like, I had to make. Wait, sure. and are you talking to our old? Intern? I'm talking to Michaelena. Yeah, um, and you know, so she's like a producer down the hall. So I just I said to her, I said, "Listen, I had to make three trips down the hall just for a couple of cups of coffee." You know, it's not a big deal. So, listen, I'll tell you what. If you go down there, because she's getting coffee for everybody else as well. She's not just pouring one cup of coffee. She's Casey pouring like goes two and gets three. coffee for us, which is awesome. It's a nice thing yeah. to do. Yep. I figure, you know, I want to get your your day started off Thank right. Um, so I said to her, if you go down the hall and there is a pot of coffee being made that you didn't, that's sitting there that you didn't make, can you please do me a favor? And if you pour a couple of cups, make another pot of coffee. And I'll tell you what. If I go down the hall and there's a pot of coffee that I didn't make, I will do the same exact thing. And so we're good. We're all set. So see, a little, you you actually went and spoke to them. Yes. And got it worked out. I just needed to make sure that I did it the right way. Okay. Because I just didn't, you know, I, you know, I don't want to, I am a dick sometimes, but I don't want to be a dick sometimes. So I'm just trying to, you know. Not be a dick. So if these, uh, if these little squabbles happen (laughs) or miscommunications also yeah if you're working you talk about them. if you're if you're working in an office and and you're using the coffee machine and you leave less than a cup of coffee in the yard just make another pot of coffee just, in fact we yeah. have a sign that's been sitting up there for years <laughs> nobody reads that sign i always did well if you drain the joe you make some mo yeah <laughs> also it, that, it's completely torn apart i've never seen that sign yeah, it's it's right up. So that's the problem with signs is when when they sit there for a long time, yeah, it's like you don't read them anymore. No, you never read it. You never read. Them. I, yeah. I am looking forward to our new kitchen. And, and this is we're we're definitely privileged on this one because we're going to get like this full Dunkin Donuts. That's what we hear. Yeah. I hope that's the case. Yeah, that but, is uh, Matt Cowper has assured us of that. Well, right. the framing, He's assured us of many things. The yes. framing on the new kitchen uh, is going up. But, so, well, right hopefully. now there's just lots of it looks very cool. It looks I I. I describe it as steampunk right now. <laughs> right, but Steve, let me ask you, because you, you presented a uh, maybe a temporary solution to this problem, which was... Uh, no, it's not temporary. I bought okay. a goddamn coffee maker. <laughs> but the right. problem is, like, you, it's still not hooked up to a, to a water source. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think I know places in the building where one can acquire water. But we could do the same thing with that coffee maker Listen, in the kitchen. when is it going to be done? Because <laughs> we're going to be doing many shows. So, so here's the deal. Between now and then... I have points on my Amazon thing. Yeah. So uh, over the, I said, I, uh, 
I place the order. It has two. By the way, if someone comes in, if I have to hear that someone came in and pilfered our coffee, which is going to be set up for us, I'll go ballistic because that's the deal. Now it'll be in our area. The coffee communal thing, I get it, but it is a little weird for us to have to be traveling all over the place to get this coffee now mm-hmm. without a temporary solution here. I was getting a text when somebody said that they have somebody in their office that does it. Now, we haven't had to do this in a long time, but do you remember the um, uh, the big water jugs for the uh, the water cooler? Mm-hmm. And when you would get the last bit, it's up to somebody else to pick that big-ass jug up yeah. and, and put it up there and put the new one up. And they said that uh, they regularly have well, people that violate that. That's what we have right now because of the the plumbing's all askew. So there's literally one of those in our kitchen for the first time. Oh, there wall. is? Yeah, it's next to, next to the fridge, which has also been moved. Yeah. So that water jug got yeah. emptied the other day. and But Preston, there was no new jug to replace the old jug. So we were out of water entirely. And oh, Preston, wow. you had a similar issue with your kitchen trash at home where nobody wanted to take the trash out, and it just kept piling and piling and piling. And then it, it, eventually it just sort of turns into a standoff. You're like, well... I know. I, I, I'm, you know, this happens every single time. I'm, I, I'm just going to continue. See, to see I, I've tried to stay out of this because this starts to agitate me. <laughs> and I get agitated. And I, I, I've tried to become a better man over the years and not let this get to me with this stuff. But, like, now I'm going to become like you now. The simplicity yeah. of setting up the coffee maker yeah. for making additional coffee takes five seconds. Yeah. It takes five goddamn seconds. Yeah. Yep. Why am I not? Why am I like this now? <laughs> um, and I tried to stay calm. It is, it's it's, the an, little it's an ultimate passive-aggressive F you to the people you work with. Yeah. Yep. It shouldn't happen. Now, I know that's not what people are actually saying. But you're saying my my what I have to do is more important, so I don't have time to do this. I drink two one third cups of coffee a day, mm-hmm. but they're you know that's part of the deal. But I will still if it's down low, I will pour out the remainder of the coffee, the syringe level amount of coffee that someone con- figures. Well, it's not finished yet, so I'm going to leave it in there. I have a question, and re- I will pour it out and then start a new pot. If you were to leave that little bit in there, it would bake out. It would start to no, no, no. bake in the in the in the pot. No, I mean, and start a new pot with a little bit left yeah. in there. It's not going to. No, I would pour overflow. it out. It's not going to. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Right. No, I still pour it out though, assuming that it's right. probably been baked a bit right. because yeah. it's sitting there, and then you can you can over. Basically, cook coffee. Sure. Well, you know, it had come to my attention just a couple of months ago that I, you know, even though I was making coffee every morning, that I became a coffee offender because after I poured the cups of coffee for me, Preston, Marissa, and sometimes you, Steve, um, nobody else drank because XT wasn't here at the time. Uh, nobody else drank coffee, right? So I, I didn't make more, but I didn't have to make more because nobody drank coffee for like well, another. If you, and if you make a cup and you. You make a pot and everybody drinks it that yeah. you're making it for. But then Chuck would come in at 7.30 and there would be like a half a cup of coffee sitting in the pot. And this this really coffee. does sound very first world. Oh, yeah. but no, these are office problems. These I mean, are like, office problems. There are thousands of people listening right now that have similar issues with their office mates. Um, do you remember though that the interesting was when Jackie did overnights is oh. he would unplug the whole <laughs> bill, right. the whole machine. <laughs> Why? So I guess. Why did you- I guess he his fear was that lawnmower man was living in the electronics of the, and he would unplug everything. So when you plug the device in, it takes forever for it to start to heat up again, the heating unit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would take forever to do that. Uh, I think his logic was, I don't know how that thing works, so I just unplug it. Yeah. He doesn't know how to hit a button. But he doesn't. He's not a coffee drinker, right? Right. I, but so but there is one reason. Just unplug it. I don't because know. Because he he's afraid of the equipment. He was afraid of the equipment, Kath. But why there, he didn't have to touch it? Just leave it. Just yeah. knowing it was there was enough. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, my God. I'm surprised he didn't unplug the vending machine. (laughs) Well, I just, I wanted to make sure, because I saw you the last couple of days have a bit of an issue, and I'm like, this is still going on, you know? So, but you got it all straightened out now. I I didn't realize it was a couple of days that I had the issue. I thought it was especially today, because, the you know, I went... I knew it was going to happen. I, I, I just because I think yesterday or maybe the day before, I, I, you know, when you hit the button on that machine, it says it gives you it times it down, out for you. So it was like three minutes. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just sit right here and, and get some work done on my phone while I wait for you know three minutes for the coffee to be made. Today, I didn't have that kind of time. Marissa, Casey, I just want to say thank you for grabbing us coffee every morning. It's very sweet of you. Yeah, I was actually just down the hallway, um, like for the past eight minutes. And with the cup in my hand, with the intention of getting coffee, walked back here, sat down, and forgot to get You forgot coffee. to get your I own coffee? Get so far it's away! So far away! It's, you, got, you need to understand, it's a good minute and a half walk. Yes. Well, listen, for us, though, a minute and a half. No, it is, it we're, is a break. We're on the, cl- you know. Most of the break. We got music and, and commercials, and you got to go get or your stuff. Or maybe going to the bathroom as well. Yeah, yeah. You got to make it quick, or else you are going to sit for 20 minutes without, we had orig- without going to the bathroom. Originally, when the studio minutes. was being designed, we <laughs> there were two things they passed on that they wouldn't allow us to have. Our own bathroom. Yeah. yeah. And a, uh, a, a, a sink. Yeah. A, a, a grate in the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To to squeegee over any mess we might make. Yeah, they we saw that. They the saw floor. that as problematic for yeah. some of the stuff we might do. Yeah. Uh, and they're probably right. And it was probably right not to give us a, our own bathroom. However, right now that's the other issue: the bathrooms. Yeah, right. are are uh, we have a lot of extra people in the building now? And and <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad it got. Stra- I'm, I'm glad it got straightened up. But I, I want to stay in the bathroom for a moment, which you mentioned, Steve, because I saw this story this morning. Um, the owner of Holiday Inn and the Intercontinental Hotels uh, said on Tuesday that it's nearly 843,000 guest rooms are switching to bulk-size bathroom amenities as part of an effort to cut waste. So instead of the little bitty travel-size shampoos and all that stuff, they're going to go to regular yeah, bulk size, and and they'll also use those uh, permanent um, fixtures that dispense the the shampoo in in hotels. They're they're shifting to that now. That's be- good. Yeah, oh, it is. It, okay. it creates less waste, and there are um, because a lot of times you'll just use a little bit of those shampoo bottles, the little ones, the hotel ones, and then put them back, and then the hotel has to throw them away a lot of the time. That's true. So yeah. it's wasted. Not only do that- they really throw them away. Uh, more often than not, I mean, <laughs> listen, my, my aunt is there runs, a rebottling procedure going on in the basement? Believe it or not, it's a cost, and my aunt runs a, a few hotels, yeah. and, and, one, and so she shifted from away from uh, those the little bottles to these permanent fixtures in the in the bathrooms. Well, okay. look what's happening in the Dominican Republic with the fixed um, alcohol bottles in the yeah. mini bar. Yeah. Yeah. You have an inverted Head and Shoulders dispenser in the uh, bathroom. When when we travel, you can count on. I think he's backed off of it a little bit. My youngest son Carter would come home with everything, everything uh. that was left in the bathroom at a hotel. Would you get That's the funny. TV? He would take no, but but he would take the uh, he would take the soaps. He would take yeah. the shampoos, the conditioners, anything. This is Esmeralda. She was cleaning up <laughs> and would bring it all home. And eventually, he had this huge collection of this stuff. I'm like, dude. We're not using this. We got to get rid of this. Stuff. What are you doing with it? Um, yeah. I just would, throw it out. Uh, you know, I, I I actually do the same thing. As long as I'm not like flying, uh, I'll do that as well. And I usually leave you bring it, it home in, with you. I bring it home with me for a couple of different reasons. Sometimes it'll end up in my toiletry bag just in case I me need too. You know, an emergency shampoo or conditioner or body wash or whatever, or just on the off chance. And I'm sure everybody's run into this. 
you get into the shower and there's like no shampoo left. You're like, oh man. And then you open your, your, you know, closet and, and you don't have any supplies left. You're like, oh man. So, you know, I have those, those tiny little emergency okay. shampoos in my closet. The thing of it is you just don't need to have too many of them. You know, right. you only do that thing. That you shouldn't do it the way the Carter does it, which is bring them home every time. Right. All you need is a Because you're robbing them. the place. <laughs> Mostly, <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Will, will you, and I will do this sometimes, if I show up to, like, a, a hotel that's another level up, uh, and not only will it have the shampoo and conditioner and body wash, but also, like, um, a shaving kit. Right, a yeah. uh, little toothpaste set up, a little, little toothpaste and a little mini toothbrush. Uh, mini bottle of ketchup. There's a sewing kit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Vibrators. I will find a reason to use those things just to because they're an amenity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, stuff you, you would not it. normally use. Well, yeah. When we went to London last, or that year, like I, I douched the last time. <laughs> no, and I, that, I didn't need to. Weird. That I already have my own, but I'm going to use yeah. that because it's free. When we went to London last year, I went to to Paris for the day, and I and I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I got there was there were like um, one use um, uh, slippers. There was this tiny drinking fountain in the bathroom. <laughs> no, <there wasn't. laughs> you had to get down on your knees. It really low, but it sprayed up, and it was so cool and refreshing. I don't know why there was so much pubic hair around it. Uh, no, but I had never seen like. Um, throwaway slippers. I was like, well, I'm not using these right now, but they're coming home with me, so I, I snagged those as well. I wonder, so Nick, your 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 aunt? Yeah. How much how much is written off as expected to be pilfered? Do you, did she ever indicate how much? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think it also depends on the hotel and the quality and right. like if it's a nicer place, uh, they want to provide little amenities like slippers or shaving kits or, or the higher end um, uh, like toiletry stuff. You right. know? They, they won't use a, a, a cheap bar soap. They'll use some fancy schmancy uh, French soap, you know. And, and but that's people, an actual company in France. Fancy, fancy schmancy, schmancy. Yeah, uh, they're from out of this Lyon. is from the schmancy line. But um, but there's a Cano schmancy, <laughs> but this is fancy schmancy. Uh, you know, paying customers notice the difference. I guess I, uh, to me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the bar soap is fine, but um, you know, I guess uh, to, to answer your question though, Steve, she. They have to. They have to account for all of it. Yeah, I would assume you just figured that into the budget. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do oh you guys? Um, oh, go ahead. That would be a great product name, Fancy and Schmancy. Yeah, <laughs> like like two last names, Fancy Schmancy. I love it. Yeah. Do you guys have a particular hotel in mind that you think has the best smelling? Oh my uh, God. Stuff? Okay. Okay. <coughs> Privileged, big time. Steve and I went to Boston. This is with our former company. We were invited by the CEO to come up to Boston to have dinner. Paid for us to stay at the Four Seasons. Super duper awesome hotel. They had, I almost wanted to eat the soap. Really? <laughs> it smelled so good. And I wrote down the name. I took it home. And yeah. I'm like, I got it. We got to oh. order some of this. We never ordered it. I should have. But it was so good. Was it L'Occitane? I don't remember. It was fancy schmancy. It was fancy schmancy. Directly from Paris. Well, it had a, as I recall, a lavender smell. I don't know, but it had it. It also had texture to it that was interesting, but yeah. it was really, 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 really good. I had done the same thing. I stayed at a little bed and breakfast in Austin, Texas, and it, Steve, as a matter of fact, it was... Life la- boy. No, it was a, a, a <laughs> lavender scent. And I, I I wrote down the name of the yeah. everything, and the only place that actually carried it was Whole Foods, and then in Austin, I, Texas. No, 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 no. So I was going to buy it. I was going to go to the yeah. Whole Foods and get it, and then I did a little bit more research about lavender, and it gives you man boobs, and I don't need more man boobs than I already have. Honestly, though, 
on a on a <laughs> slow Saturday night. <laughs> Spend some time feeling yourself up. Uh, let me go to a couple of calls here. Paul on the line. Hey, Paul, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, you bunch of crumb bums? Hey, <laughs> yeah, what's crumb up, buddy? Hey, uh, Disney World. They have like the little soup. It's like people go there just to collect the toiletries. You don't use them. You bring them home. You set it up. You think you're still on vacation. Do they anyway. do they have you know uh, Mickey Mouse on them and so forth? Is uh, that yeah? Like okay. Each one has like the little Mickey Mouse on them. You bring it home. You set it up. You're like, oh my god. You know, your wife is like, you love it. But now they went to like each shower now has like a bulk dispenser. You pump it out. You want shampoo. You pump it out. You get okay. conditioner. Uh, so. Like, so from the beginning of this, Paul, I don't know if you if you agree. I, I, if, when you know the person first started relaying the information, to me, it, it it has the feeling of a communal communal shampoo bottle. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But then they used to have every little the soap, the, the little bar of soap had a Mickey head, but no more. Now it's just one big soap dispenser on the wall. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah are you down with this, Thanks. Kathy? The communal concept of. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mind as long as I guess people can't be opening it up, and because I know like the know? one at the spas have like a lock on it, so so it's in there, so somebody couldn't open it and tamper with it. I don't know who would want to do that, but it's not like they can do that. Uh, let me go. Well, this to... uh, this soap's particularly sticky. Let me go to uh... Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up? So I traveled for work for quite some time, and yeah, I would take some toiletries. Then it occurred to me, why am I paying? Huge amounts for towels at home. So every time I left the hotel, I just take a couple towels with me. Really? That's what you need to do. Have yep. you have you ever been? It Stealing. used to be the case years ago, and I don't know if this is something hotels don't do, but they would account for the amount of towels. Towels, yeah. And they yeah. would actually take. You would get a bill. If I think you, you can get, get away with towels. I don't think you can get away with the robes. A think, bed. Or the bed or the TV <laughs> yeah. or the remote. Or the, or the rug. <laughs> or the rug. Or the door. Or the, the windows. Right. So the key is you get a hotel that has a pool. Did you check in with those huge paints of glass? <laughs> I did as a matter of I fact. I did. And this ironing board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, and it's my lucky safe. I don't travel anywhere with that. <laughs> Catherine, you get a, you get a what? You get the hotel that has the pool. You don't take your towels uh, like you're leaving from sex. Uh, you've put thought into this. You go down to the pool, and then you take the pool towels because they can't possibly. Oh, no, I checked in with this diving board. <laughs> That's funny. And this lawn chair. Maybe right. I have a little bit of a problem. Yeah, so you, uh, yeah, 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 Catherine, you never, got, you never got called on it? You never got a, a, a letter from an angry Sheridan or something? No, no. All right. I, I have some towels that have the ugly blue line down the middle. I use those for cleaning now. But the big fluffy ones I use every single day. And like I said, I may have a problem, but this is the first step to recovery. Yeah, like she said, pool towels, they don't they don't keep track of. And they're certainly not assigned to a room. So if you go and take a pool towel, you're good to go. Years ago, my, Thanks, my dad, in an uncharacteristic display of white trashiness, we stated that when we were waiting to move back into a house, we'd moved out to California for most of my... Third grade in school. So uh, my dad worked for a uh, diner's club at the time. And then we moved back. My, we'd rented out the house. And we were waiting for our house to become available. So we stayed at a motel called the King's Grant on Long Island. And they had the old style keys, you know, the room keys with the big plastic thing with your room number on yeah. it. And so when we checked out, we had kept a key. It is, you know, one, one of the keys. And uh, so... We would periodically, I remember this thinking, this is weird as a kid, he would grab the key, we'd go over to that hotel, when we're back at our house, and use their pool 
and he would just have the key, and, and you know, like, like what? Are, that's pretty but, smart. But Dad, we're not <laughs> we're not staying here. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, Steve. One of the hotels we were uh, stayed in uh, in California recently, you had to use the room key to get ice out of the machine. Is that common? No, I've never mm-hmm. had that. And I think it was because people do that type of a thing for no doubt. for Be- their coolers and whatever else. So obviously now with the with the keys that they just print on the spot that become that that cease to work at that, the end of your But that's what it was. It was, yeah, the, it yeah. was the electronic room key. And, um, it, and it, it was used that to activate the ice dispenser. To activate yeah. the ice. Yeah. Who's going yeah. into a hotel to <laughs> I got my bucket, I'm driving over to the right? Hyatt. Right. I don't know. Uh Nick went to the Pine Barrens to get his Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. My dad went to the Pine Barrens. Have you seen that goddamn place? It's covered in trees. By the way, I was watching Jeopardy the other day, and one of the kids on there said that uh, he collects, he, he keeps the keys, the, the cards. Yes, I saw this kid. From uh, from hotels as a little memento. As teen champions. Yeah. Uh, that made me think of you. That's something you would do. Yeah. You know what? Well, back in the day when you, before the key cards and you used the actual key. It would uh, say. It would, it would have a tag on the, the hotel. key. And I would keep those. I still yeah. have a few of those sitting would around. Would you go back and use the pool? No, I wouldn't go back and use the pool. But um, but that's not a bad idea to keep the little card. Actually, I did think, you know what? Maybe I should do that. <laughs> little little record that's of all That's another thing to throw out in four years. <laughs> exactly. Let me go. Here, number of people are texting in and saying something similar. I have Mary Pat on the line. Hey, Mary Pat, good morning. Good morning. Sorry to buy your work. It's all good. So what did you want to tell us? Well, every time I go to a hotel, I take as many as I can that are unused, and I bring them home and I donate them to, like, a homeless shelter or St. John Tostas or St. Vincent de Paul. Or, and then you know. do, you, do you take the tax write-off on that? <laughs> yeah, I went to a, donation. I went to a Flyers game last year, and they had a similar uh, collection, Mary Pat. They they set up uh, you know boxes around the entrances, and you could bring um, items like that to donate to, uh, especially for um, women's shelters. Mm-hmm. It, isn't the case though? It adds up, and if I'm in town or if I'm in DC or Austin uh, when I travel there, like it's easy just to walk up to someone and hand them some soaps and shampoos. Yep. Okay. Know? I wonder how many times all over the place. Thank you. Robes get clipped. Those are they'll they'll catch you on that. I think yeah. that's where you get the bill. I think, I think is it the robe that's I, the, the the big culprit. I think so. Yeah, I try to do even if I'm I try to use the robe. Yeah, because it's the, you know it's what there. to pleasure yourself. You use it. Why not? No, no, no. no this is I use this terry cloth is so soft. No, I use the uh, use the shower cap the shower for that. Cap. <laughs> yes, I need another shower cap. But I try to use I try to use that stuff. I mean, you it's part of what you're paying for, and you know. <laughs> But when you catch yourself in the mirror with this super ridiculous robe, yeah. and the uh, the yeah. paper slippers, and uh, yeah, I, I I never use. I guess I should. You're you're paying the you know for the room, yeah. But Sometimes then I, they're comfortable. <laughs> I I don't know. It depends on the quality of the hotel. What can you take from a hotel room? This oh. is from Trip Savvy. Oh, uh, so here's what it says: uh, take stationery. Oh, uh, yeah, I do that. Uh, take the postcards. They want you to do that. Uh, take the toiletries, it even says. Take the toilet. It also says take the slippers. Oh, huh. But don't take the towels, the clock radio, <laughs> the hair and uh, hair dryer and iron, uh, and don't take the cups either. So in this case, I guess, uh, now no, this makes sense. Um, it's a peek inside the world of hotel and motel management, is that the businesses that provide these toiletries you all have mentioned being impressed by a particular toiletry you're using and wanting to pursue purchasing that away from the hotel. 
So for the companies that make it, it is a nice way to advertise their product. Right. Yeah. Uh, I took a phone one time. Why? Why? On purpose? Uh, I was in high school and was stupid. We were on a, a band trip to Kansas City. And uh, my buddy uh, Keith and I shared a room together. And there was just this mystery phone sitting in the room that wasn't hooked up at all. Oh. And it was a second phone. And it was really odd that there was a second phone in this room. And so I'm like, I'm taking that damn thing. So you still I, have it? I threw it? No. So I threw it in my suitcase. <laughs> and uh, we were... <sighs> We had we were supposed to meet in the lobby uh, to to get on the bus to leave. Well, it turned out there was some kind of a delay, and we had to hang around for a couple more hours. And I'm like, well, I still got the key to our room. Let's just go back in, a, in our room and hang out for a little while. So we went up in there, and apparently, while we were away, housekeeping had come in, cleaned the room, done an inventory, and found that there was a missing phone. Wow! So while we were up there watching TV, security came up into the room. <sighs> And started asking us about this missing phone, and I, so you're rock and rollers, are you? <laughs> so no, this was high school band. Oh, uh, like jazz band. This, so you're a jazz band. Yeah. Are you? So so this we were taking. We, it was a trip to Kansas City for for school, and uh, and and so they started interrogating us. I'm scared to death. I'm on a a school sponsored band trip, and I've stolen something. <laughs> And so... You, mullet. What's your name? We talked... And I did have a full mullet. <laughs> we talked our way out of it and, and got out of there. And the first thing I did is I walked into one of the stairwells and I took the phone out of my uh, suitcase and I, I left it in the stairwell. Ah! I knew it was you. I was so scared. Oh, yeah. I was paranoid. And what? That was the last time I stole anything from a hotel. It was an or... unconnected phone just sitting yeah, there? Well, they're yeah. just begging you to take the phone. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, and now if you notice they have... Entrapment. Uh, have you seen the... Uh, yeah. Have you seen the uh, disposable TV remotes that they yeah, have in some yeah, rooms yeah. now? Oh, well, they have ones that are um, encased in sort of a um, hygienic... Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume those were disposable because they feel kind of like cardboard light, or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But you, or do you think they just replace the outside of that stuff? That's my understanding. Okay. Right. I don't know, though. Mm-hmm. But maybe they... I don't in this know. day and age, who knows? Uh, hang on a second here. Somebody else stole a phone. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one? Tim, my brother. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Uh, hey, Preston. Uh, similar story. We were in Atlantic City, kind of when I was when I was younger. I would say probably like maybe early twenties, maybe high. I think I don't think high school. I'm gonna say early twenties. But yeah, as we're walking out, it was right after we were checking out. It was kind of like one of those phones sitting at a table, like a desk, kind of in the hallway, like it a conference room. <laughs> it wasn't even in the room. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know what possessed me i just was in a wacky wild mood i don't know i just grabbed the phone off the desk it was like one of the ones with a bunch of buttons on the top like not a small phone a like button a with rectangle. a phone with buttons <laughs> a big rectangle with a bunch of buttons on top like you would see yeah. i don't know an office or something yeah and i don't know why i just grabbed it and just went out the door with it all right and whatever <laughs> happened with that phone tim what'd you do with it i don't even i think it was just in my car for a while and then <laughs> Goodwill or something. Oh, okay. Goodwill. Sure. Yes, for that so, for that homeless guy who has a conference call. Giant thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what am I going to Thanks do to with this? I know. I, yeah. you know what? I think in my mind it was like, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to take this thing apart and see if there's any interesting components in there. I don't know. Build an MRI. Yeah, I had no freaking um, idea. The, you do that though, and it, sometimes I've seen people go crazy. Mm. 
uh, when they get into, uh, when I was doing stand-up and I was touring around with these different guys, these different comedians, they go into hotels and they'd go nuts with pilfering stuff. It was like, oh, look what they have. Really? It's like, really? Yeah. I got to figure out what year this was because you talk about taking something, you're like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Okay. It was a summer uh, between, uh, it was the summer of 1988, maybe. Um, My buddy and I, no, it was was the summer of 1990. Um, Child's Play 2 was was out. And there was a- all the world was dancing to the fruit. (laughs) There was a giant- uh, train billboard of the movie Child's Play. Now, me and my buddy Matt were... You stole that billboard? We were super into scary movies. Steve, we stole this billboard. It was like the size of two of these panes of glass. All right? I, it was gigantic. <laughs> we It took us like a good 10 minutes to get it off of the whatever it was attached to. Okay. And it was Child's Play 2? <laughs> And then we're like, yeah, we're going to hang it on your wall, right? Like, it would have been an entire wall. At what point does one of your parents say, by the way, where'd you get that huge billboard? <laughs> it was gigantic. And the, and the, I don't know what the funniest part of this was, but after we got it off, we're on our bikes. Now we're walking our bikes, and we're like, I don't know, a mile, a mile. He lives a mile and a half away from right. his train station, his Morton train station. Right. And we took it all the way home. <laughs> Nobody like said anything. Like I, you know, like, no. what'd you do with it when you got it home? I, I can't. Goodwill. You know, I, I got to figure out what Matt did with it because I, I didn't take it to my house. We took it to Matt's house. I have no idea. He probably has it in his wallet to this very day. <laughs> yes, but it, it was like you know. But we were young at the time. We were like fourteen, fifteen years old. But you know, and you don't really think things all the way through. But we. I can't believe we didn't get caught. Yeah. We yeah. didn't get caught. It was huge. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, a little different than taking the soap and... <laughs> or a phone. Shampoo well, yeah. or a phone. Stealing a the... billboard By is the way, a little bit more. Hershey Lodge has great smelling shampoo. Oh, no. Chocolate scented. I don't you don't like, like that. I don't, I don't care for it. Mm. I mean, I love the Lodge, but I can't stand the chocolate smell smoke. Uh, I'm, I'm on the fence on that one, too, Nick, mm. because I, you know... I'll... <laughs> There's your maitre d'. Uh, because I am intrigued at the fact that it has yes. a chocolate scent to it, but it doesn't smell quite like chocolate. Or or clean. Yeah. I'm like, I'm washing myself with syrup. Yeah, I don't know. With the clean <laughs> smell of chocolate. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was interesting. So it's Holiday Inn, and uh, they are switching to bulk-sized bathroom amenities uh, to help cut down on waste. And uh, maybe you'll see, I guess, you know, there are a few others have done it. And uh, maybe it might be a way to go in the future. I want to see know. like fifty gallon drums of shampoo. <laughs> you go in there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just a heads up on that. All right, listen, we do need to take a break. You know what? Can I do some of the PA Run Fair? Yes, boys. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets to join Marissa Magnata for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair Saturday, August seventeenth, and this includes bus transportation from here at WMMR. And you can celebrate Her Majesty's Coronation Day Saturdays and Sundays at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. We'll take uh, caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll set you up. Uh, don't forget, it's right off Turnpike Exit 266. Discount tickets at parenfair.com. Uh, so let's get the caller, give away the tickets. We're going to take a break. Charlie Manuel, I saw him. He's in our oh. green room, and he's going to be here in the studio next. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. Glorious Sons. 
new music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Last time we were hanging out with this gentleman, we were in sunny Florida for spring training. God, that was a good time. It was a really good time. And uh, he's back in town. There's a very cool thing that's going on this week, and it is the Phillies Alumni Weekend, sponsored by Toyota. Uh, tomorrow through Sunday, and also Bobby Abreu is going to be inducted into the Phillies Wall of Fame. So we are very happy to welcome back to our studio, Mr. Charlie Manuel. Hey. How are you, Charlie? I'm good, Preston. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to see you. Yeah, good to see you guys. And I see you brought along the master of fun and games, John Brazier, is here as <laughs> yeah, well. I got, I got Brazier with me today. I got He's my right-hand man. <laughs> you've, been, you've been taking him around, John? No, Why is your mic not You working? guys picked him up in a limo. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I met him out here. Yeah, by the yeah. way, thank you so much. Today's limo owned yeah. by Bob, driven by Mike, yeah. loved by all. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that was that was your, yeah. what kind of car? Was it an actual limo or was it like a yeah. town car? Oh. It, was, it, was a, it was a good, it was a tremendous car. Do, do, you, do, do you get a little <laughs> uncomfortable uh, being, I mean, you, you no. seem like a regular down-to-earth guy. Yeah. I'm sure the, the pomp and flourishes around all this stuff. Because right. I always feel uncomfortable. Do you feel a little uncomfortable and stuff like that? About what? About getting like in a limo and stuff, yeah. you know that oh, sort I of. I like limos. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did not take me long to get used to uh, riding them. <laughs> now you love them. Yeah. You know what you like, Steve. Right. Uh, I was talking with Charlie in the in the green room, and I complimented him on his shirt. I think he's yeah. a really sharp shirt. He said it's a Tom, Tommy Bahama, and he said I used to get free stuff all the time when I was a manager. Now I need Brazier to get me the free thing. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, there's there's, there's there's some perks that are involved. <laughs> You know, I, I hope that one day, the, the years that we invest in this radio, and someday, long day from now, when, you know, every, everybody retires eventually from their job, that I'm still able to maybe grab a free meal every now and then in town. Uh, does that still happen to you, Charlie? Yeah, I, uh, I've been very lucky. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have people pick up a bill. The only problem is usually they wait till after I eat, and then they pick my bill up. <laughs> you would have ordered more. Exactly. I would have got the lobster. I I might eat a little bit more. Yeah. You got a dessert. By the way. tremendous, really. It's good that you said that now. So uh, uh, just be alerted that Charlie would prefer you let him know the meal's comped ahead of time. I think it's only fair. We always joke, though, if somebody does pick up your bill, that we're like, oh, you know, we'll order one more bottle uh, before you bring that bill over. You know what I started doing, though? When I go out with people, I I, I will a lot of times, more often than not, will pick up the check and I say, I will do that at the beginning of the meal. So that you know, and have please we can get more bottles. Well, or just <laughs> this way, it's like oh, it's not this weird, awkward thing. Yeah. So. Well, generally, if I'm going out to any sort of meal with you, Steve, I know you're going to pick up the. <laughs> so. Hey, yeah. uh, Charlie, I wanted to ask about uh, you know you've been in town a lot lately. We were just discussing this right. off air because there's been. <clears throat> A lot of uh, special nights, say Chase, uh, Chase Utley night, and yeah. uh, who else? How many times? You've been uh, back a few times. Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, and last week I was in uh, Cooperstown, we ended up, and Roy Holiday went into the Hall of Fame. That was that was tremendous. Uh, yeah. Felt like his wife, Brandy, did a good job as far as uh, her speech. Uh, I, I know how hard that was. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I was very close to Roy. I got to know him uh, after both of us was off the field. I got to know him quite a bit. I used to have lunch with him uh, in Clearwater uh, about every day, really, for about two or three months. And, uh, you know, like I think about him a lot. And that, that was a great thing. Very well deserving. He was she's a- amazing with, with how she's been, you know. It's tough. It's got to be tough. But she, every time, in, you know, in, in, in public when she remembers him for people, because people do want to feel that connection, she does it in such a, a gracious and, and classy way. It's 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 a lot on her shoulders, but she handles it well. Yeah, she sure does. I mean, and, 
Uh, like I said, I know how hard that was. She did a tremendous job. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it is alumni weekend. So are a lot of the guys from the 2009 team going to be in town for this? I would say we're looking at maybe 80%. Maybe. No wow. kidding. Uh, and coaches, uh uh, everybody that had connections with that 209 team is going to be here. And, of course, our, we have a big alumni, and uh, Steve Carlton and uh, Mike Smith, you know, like our our Hall of Fame guys, they're gonna, they'll are gonna they all be there. Nice. That was an awesome team uh, coming off the 2008 World Series win, of course. And, and uh, again, I was chatting with you briefly. The, the fact that that team didn't beat the Yankees in the World Series still eats at you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I, uh, I look at that, that would have been the ultimate gold. You know, mm-hmm. like if we could have beat the Yankees in the World Series, that was, uh, you know, like some fortune. That uh, first of all, they had a good team, and I, I definitely felt like it uh, that we could have played better, uh, especially defense. But uh, uh, we needed uh, uh, in the World Series in two oh eight, we had our uh, our pitching stayed in, uh, our rotation stayed connected. You know, like a, with Hamels opening up. Yeah, at the start of the playoffs in, that year, and the next year, you know, like we uh, we we did not have a, a set you know rotation at that time because of things that was you know injuries and also the mental aspect of uh, Cole uh, not uh, pitching real well. Do you think the '09 Phillies, had they played the '08 Phillies in the World Series, would have won? Because that was a, a <laughs> it was a great team. I think. Uh, I think in the, uh, actually the difference in the two teams I, are very similar, but you know I think it uh, uh, the it, I think the Yankee stage I, I I think our players definitely liked uh, the Yankee stage and they might have been trying to do too much. Yeah, and it's hard you know like once you get in a situation, especially big games. Yeah. You know, gets pinned down to one game. Right. It, it, it's hard for them to stay focused because if, if you get behind in one of those games, uh, especially like if you the game where you get eliminated, uh, you know, like you start trying like in the middle of the game, if you're not ahead or close or something like that, you start trying to do too much and you start pressing. You start swinging at balls out of the strike zone and, you know, like in your game, you know, like you, you kind of get out of focus. And you really, it's a big test for you if you can stay stay there, you know, like and just kind of take what, what, what you're getting or, or giving to you. And that's how you win. Uh, people don't, uh, the biggest thing I learned in baseball is, and it's about the playoffs, is, you know, like it gets down to somebody going home. And if the game is close from the seventh inning on, it's, it's kind of whoever hits the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it, somebody's going to get a big hit or somebody's going to do something, and, and hopefully it's going to be our team. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, uh, hardly anybody has the, the baseball expertise that you do, Charlie, but I, I have a theory on, on why the Phils lost and why that team lost that yeah. particular uh, series. Uh, I blame Alicia Keys because <laughs> that song Empire State of Mind came out, and, uh-huh. and the, she played it. Before one of the games at the oh, game, yeah. I was like, I remember yeah. watching and going, I'm like, oh, man, yeah. that's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> and they ended up winning those bastards. <laughs> but it oh. sucks because they yeah. get they get yeah. everything. They get the reputation. They, they get all that stuff. And it's it's it's, oh. it's annoying. On, on that point from, okay, you win the World Series and then you're trying for a, you know, for a repeat. Right. What's the tough – I can't even comprehend having that level of success and, and winning – What's the tougher mindset, that first or the second, or the attempt at the second? I would say, uh, I would say the the second is hard to uh, 
being as you already got one ring, yeah, I think the second is hard to really stay focused and keep things uh, even keel. You would think I it would think be the other uh, way because now you have the experience. Yeah. But I was wondering if there are now more variables to deal with that sort of can confuse a player. Yeah, I think I think with what comes with it and uh, and the focus that you and also how you get their accounts, you know, like. Uh, the time off you have, or or things like that, can definitely uh, but right. uh, actually because of all the media coverage and things like that, and and your family being around with you all these, this time, uh, the focus is has got to be hard. But the second is, I would say, to repeat, tougher, yeah, it d- definitely becomes it can, you know. I, but there again, you get back to what kind of team you have. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird because you think of all the you're talking about like the the the, the, the focus, the accolades, the parades, the whole right. thing, and so while that's awesome and to be expected and to be savored, it can also work against you. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we had mentioned that uh, Bobby Abreu is going to be inducted into the uh, the Phillies Wall of Fame. John, when is that? What day is that? That's Saturday night. That's on Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, and Casey had an interesting question. It was about yeah. uh, who. Would you like to see that wasn't on the team on this team? Or yeah, because, it? you know, Bobby played with you for, for a number of years and, and wasn't a right. part of the World Series winning team or the, you know, 2009 championship team. But, it, you know, talking Phillies specifically and that 2008 year specifically, right. who have you did you manage on that team that wasn't part of that 2008 team? Would you have loved to have experienced that, that win with you? Yeah. Mm. Explain it over to me. Uh, of all the players that you coached with the Phillies, that didn't win the World Series with you there, who would you have liked to have the most win and share that championship with you? Probably I would say Aaron Rowan. Yeah? Yeah, because, uh, you know, like uh, he was a hard-nosed player. Aaron Rowan is, uh, we talk about leaders all the time. And uh, in the clubhouse, Aaron Rowan was a vocal leader. Uh, although, you know, like if you listen to him on the field when he's playing and during a game, he's kind of a I, me guy, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, when, uh, when it comes down to the team winning and playing and things like that, he was a mentally tough. And, and actually I thought when they won the world series in Chicago and he joined our team, he bought a lot to our ball club, yeah. but, but he was not on our 208. A World Series team, but when, he, he bought a lot to our club. When you mention that name, I th- and we have a picture here in the in the uh, studio. It's the first thing I think of is is him running into the the the, uh, the fence in center field, and he caught that ball, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he <laughs> caught the ball. Yeah. They literally had to change the fence after that. They they added padding to it because he ran into it so hard and busted up his nose and went on the DL. He wow. was here shortly after that. He yeah, we brought visit. him in for the yeah. iPod iPod challenge. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a photo with me and him and his face all busted up. But, yeah, I mean, he was a hard-nosed player. And then you spoke, of course, of, about Roy Halladay. But you know, to get him a World Series ring would have been pretty amazing. Yeah. I want to tell you something. Roy came to Philly uh, with the intent to get, to, to get a ring. And uh, I felt like, you know, as, 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 as good as he performed for us and things like that and with the talent that we had on our team, yeah, it was very disappointing that, that we didn't achieve – not only his goal, but our goal too. Those those years, and uh, uh, Roy was every bit as good as they've built him up to be. Uh, Roy Holiday was. I saw him pitch a, a no hitter in uh, uh, a perfect game in Miami, and he was fastball. You know, his fastball was his big pitch at night. Yeah. And then I seen him pitch a, 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 a no hitter in the playoffs against Cincinnati. And the fact that, you know, like he had all of his pitches going that night, his sinker, his, cur- his curve, his slider, his cutter. He had, a, he had you know, like he was a big time, he carved them up. 
But in Miami, you know, they keep on the night he was feeling real good with his fastball. He just dominated with his fastball for about six, seven innings. Wow. Um, you know what? I'd, I'd read that you and uh, Larry Boa did a uh, a youth game this past weekend. Coach that. Uh, yeah. Is that fun to, to watch the little guys play? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but without a doubt. I, Do you I, check I for steroids every, and stuff? Uh, <laughs> just yeah. make sure. <laughs> I was checking. I, I, was, I wanted to check Bo's team because he had the bigger guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and actually, they give me that small team. I, you know, like that, you know, it's like those little league players that end up being they're, they're like thirty-four-year-old guys from Guatemala. Yeah. What age yeah. are we talking about here? Uh, we're talking what? Uh, 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 I think they're teenagers. About, about Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, thirteen to sixteen. I think. All right, all right. So I have a question about that. About about youth, <clears throat> youth ball. At what point, as a parent? Because listen, any any parent who's got a kid who shows an interest in a sport wants to see what they've got, and of course. You want them to go out and have fun and have a good time, but also there's a fantasy in your head. Oh, maybe I got a maybe I got a pro star here. Yeah, you, ne- you never know because they have to come from somewhere. But the um, the percentage is very, 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 very small. Um, at what point, as a parent, can they start to really maybe see they really have a talent on their hand? You know, I mean, what 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 do you look for? I would uh, you look for me. I still go back to the uh, the tools, the pluses like running, throwing. You know, agility, you know, like quickness, uh, you know, quickness reflexes go together, things like that, uh, first step quickness. Uh, but in swinging a bat-wise, you know, like I look for quick bat, I look for balance and rhythm and, you know, like can kind of flow together like her stride and her swing kind of goes together and uh, things of that sort. And basically, uh it takes a while for me to really sit there and, and, and watch a guy play some. I, I got to see him play a few days, but at the same time, too, I love to evaluate talent. Okay, and, and you you'll tell you can tell when the, I would say long when he's about freshman or sophomore. Usually about a sophomore, I'd say. That's where you're seeing the indications that yeah. someone could be on the right track. Right. I, I was curious because you know I I believe in um, in parents maybe overdoing it a little bit sometimes. I was we just took vacation a couple weeks ago. I was in Hawaii. And we were at this resort, and I saw a dad and a son out there, and they were running drills. They weren't just, yeah. like, having a catch. <laughs> on vacation. On, in Hawaii, on the yeah. island of Kauai. Yeah. And this kid is probably eight or nine years old. Oh, really? And literally, the dad is buttoning him balls, and the kid is the only one out there, and he's going, I got it, I got it, I got it. Catch it, boom, throws it back to his dad. Bunts him another one. I got it, I got it, I got it. So they're running a drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not just playing a game. Yeah. And I'm like... I felt like saying, dude, you're in Hawaii on vacation. Are you sure that wasn't Shane Victorino? <laughs> you you probably have seen that in the actually, course of your life, Charlie. Actually, actually, what Preston's talking about, about two months ago, I was in Disney World with my granddaughter. And I'm standing in, standing in this line. And uh, she's waiting to go on this ride. And I'm standing in this line. And this guy, this I guess his father, he was standing right up in front of me. He had his two boys. And they they were teenagers, and he was uh, telling them how to stand and going through how to. They had a plastic bat with them, and he was giving them his hitting instructions, you know, while he was standing there. Yeah. And I I kind of laughed. I mean, I kind of. <laughs> was thought, the advice good or was yeah, it bad? I thought to myself, no, no. It was no. bad. <laughs> You should have turned around and fixed it. You should have just turned. That, that would be great if he turned around and he's exposed for a, you're You're wrong. But yeah, you see that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made my son play baseball this year because he's good at it. and But he's undersized, right? But uh, he uh, he came up last year, and he's a good ball player. But he was undersized, and he was, you know, I think, nervous. And you know how right. baseball right. is, man. Like, right. it, it's, it's definitely a game of confidence, right? right? 
So um, he had a really great season this season, yeah. right? He, he probably the entire season made six outs the entire season. But I made sure that when the game was over and I was driving him home, I didn't talk about the game at all. You're an you embarrassment. <laughs> no, but I know, I know parents that, that do, and, yeah. and, but, I, but I don't because I know that if he made a mistake on the field, he, he was well aware of the mistake. Yeah. His mistakes were never uh, a product of him not hustling or, or trying or anything. It was just you know mental lapses or whatever. But you know, I just made sure that um, that the only time we ever talked about the game on the way home was when he brought something up. You know, do, uh, do you so to that point? Do you believe that you can actually like in a, for lack of a better uh, description, it, use a laboratory sort of condition to create the perfect ball player? How much can you force? On someone who's just not genetically going to be adept at it. In other words, you know, what are the percentages? Because we always, you know, the the, the great legend in in golf is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods' dad just, you're going to be a great golfer whether you like it or not, and forced it on him. But there had to be the the, the genetic tools there to begin with, right? Right. Yeah, got to have uh, talent. Yeah. uh, But at the same time, I would say uh, how much, you know, like uh, how dedicated you are to it. How much do you like it? Right. You know, like. Uh, uh, when I was a little boy, I, I wanted to be a baseball player, so I started hitting rocks when I was real little. Okay, and I hear people say about uh, I used to hear Jim Tomey and Albert Bell and these guys that I had to tell me that they hit rocks. I, I used, used to, to hit rocks. Them, <laughs> I used to tell them, no, no, you didn't hit rocks. I used to hit rocks from six o'clock in the morning to six o'clock at night. Wow! And I, where and, and uh, at a rock quarry in, in, in Virginia? <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh, I, I lived on a dirt road. Uh, and uh, I used to they had put gravels on this road, and I used to take a wheelbar or, or a, a wagon down there and fill it up, bring them back up in my yard, and, and uh, I, I had my own fields. That's and, wild. And uh, there was a line, uh, Austinville, Virginia, is where they had a lime mines, and I used to go down there, and they had all this lime, and I so I'd get put it in it's lime in uh, burlap sacks and take it up there and mark my field off, you know, like with the with, with the lines yeah, and everything yeah. for my field. My field was big. It was yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one guy had an alfalfa field, and I used his, I used to use his field. You know what? He never, ever got on me for hitting rocks over him. He just told me that I could come pick them up whenever I wanted to. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, that's that, that's a love of the game then. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you about those teams uh, again from 2007 to 2011 because a lot of uh, respect and, and kudos and accolades go to the to the core of Rollins, Utley, uh, Howard, Hamels, and Victorino. Um, but I think the unsung hero in, in that team is Carlos Ruiz, and, and uh, can, I, I would love to hear your opinion on Chooch and what he meant to the team. When I saw Chooch in the minor leagues, uh, he got, he could always hit pretty good. You know, like you could, you could see the the talent that he had, and also the bat to ball skills that he had, and, and the ball coming off his bat. You know uh, that he had a chance to be a hitter. But uh, when he when we first bought him to the major leagues, you know, like he he was a pretty good defensive catcher, and I think that uh, between Rich Doobie, our pitching coach, and uh, uh, Jamie Moyer, Holiday, and uh, Hamels, and those guys like that, I think it. The fact that he was catching these guys right like that 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 really helped him become a, a good game uh, caller, you know, like a good uh, yeah, a good so behind the plate. I mean, Pitcher when you're catch, right. you're yeah. almost yeah. a second manager. You have to be a coach right. because you're dealing with five uh, different starters and then the relievers and the closer. You have to, it, and it's a mental game with those guys. Exactly. And he knew how to do it with all of those right pitchers. He, yeah, right, but also too, I I think that they bought more. He started putting more into his catching because that they taught him how to stay more focused. 
and things like that. But he was uh, Chooch was a great defensive catcher. You know, he could block balls. You know, like in the, he he could block box balls where they'd come out in front of him when hardly any balls got behind him. So now we can we can widen our strike zone when we get two strikes or bounce balls. And you know, like for the guy on third and things, we you know, like we we weren't afraid to try things. Right, Chooch at one time there was him and uh, Molino were the best, probably the best defensive catchers in baseball. Yeah, I think baseball is so interesting because you, uh, especially at the professional level, because you have to play both sides of the ball, right? Like in football, you have offensive players and you have defensive players. And whenever I see a cornerback drop a ball that could have been an interception, I go, well, that's why you're a cornerback and not a wide receiver. But in baseball, defensive skill set and offensive skill set are two different types of, of skills. And you have to be best at like both of them right you know because if you really lack in one you're you're not going to be able to make it at, at that level right or I agree with that yeah i, yeah. I, I just it's it's such right. a fascinating sport right. and i you know and i'm do you hear any of this chatter about people wanting to change the game for whatever reason maybe viewership is down or games are too long and, and you know yeah. people are talking about how they want to change it and it's like why right. why are you going to change it for people that don't watch it anyway right i think it uh, you're going to always hear about things that they want to try to improve the game or change the game. I think people are always uh, uh, wanting to be part of that. I think yeah, that yeah. I think that's what really turns people on, especially, you know, like guys that were, for some reason, you know, like they were not great players or good players and whatever. But uh, baseball, when I, when I think of baseball, I'm 75 years old. I've been in the game about all, about all my life. And when I think about it, uh, it gets down to uh, being consistent. Yeah, being consistent on defense and 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 and, uh, and offense too. And the consistency part. If you're a two thirty, two forty hitter, if you're just a little bit more consistent and you hit two eighty, three hundred, three hundred used to be the that was the the yardstick for you know grading you as a player. And if you go back and look, you know, like if you get uh, a guy playing every day in the major leagues and he gets five six hundred bats. And he hits, say he hits like right 255, 260, somewhere in that area. If he gets one more hit a week, he's going to hit it right around 300, maybe maybe over 300. Yeah. And things like that. So it's the consistency is closer than you realize. Yeah. And just be just a little bit more consistent. And, and also, uh, same on defense, same on the instinct. you got to have instincts when you play the game. you got to be ahead of the game. you got to be thinking. Like a Freddie Galvis is a guy that had kind of natural instincts for me defensively. Right. Omar Vizquel, guys like that. Jimmy Rollins definitely uh, had those kind of that kind of talent. Yeah. And, uh, but you've got to, the consistency part comes to play. And I would work on being very consistent in my game yeah um all right so um, i wanted to ask you a quick question about uh, analytics uh when it comes to defending a batter and uh ryan howard they always had that switch well not the switch right. the shift um did you see it was a carpenter from the uh the cardinals this past year uh he bunted uh away right. from the shift and ended right. up getting a double on a bunt right and i often wondered why ryan didn't do that um was that ever a consideration no he uh Ryan, first of all, you know, like those balls that Ryan used to hit into the shift, mm-hmm. I used to look at his at-bats every day, believe me. Every day. <laughs> and those balls he's hitting into the shift, actually a lot of those balls were down and away on the outside part of the plate, and he was just rolling over those balls. He was striding too soon and get, getting out on his front side and just and kind of rolling over, like, you know, like hooking those balls and rolling over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Howard did not like pulling the baseball. I always wanted to – to pull the ball more because if he got balls, the balls he got in the air, 
he used to hit the ball right by the right fielder. Right. If you remember, he'd hit line drives right by the right fielder. He'd hit the fence or something like that or over the fence. Yeah. And uh, like uh, uh, he was basically like a little left center field, left center to right field hitter. Yeah. And he, but he stayed in the big part of the field most of the time. He was very successful at it. But at the same time, it's kind of like a, a, I don't want to f- fly and lose you, but it, like F- Freddie Freeman, when when I first seen him, uh, mm-hmm. if he was 10 years ago when I first saw him hit, I would think to myself, if I had him, I'd change him. Yeah. <laughs> now I would not change. Him. <laughs> right, right. Because, because he's success, successful in the way he hits. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. I just I love hearing the passion. Uh, did you guys know that Charlie Manuel once held the door for uh, President Truman and Miss America on the same day? <laughs> oh no! But Miss America took the priority. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do tell. What's that story? You know, uh, I think I was a, a, a as a freshman. I'm a, as a freshman in high school. And and we always had a spring via mine, Washington Lee Law School in Lexington, Virginia. They always had this parade uh, in the start of spring. And uh, we got we got off of baseball practice and I went over to Lexington with some of my friends, you know, like to see this parade. And Harry Truman and uh, Linda Lee Mead was uh, Miss America. And uh, I was standing on the main street there in Lexington. And they stopped a the car. They stopped stopped this big limousine car, and uh, uh, and Harry Truman looked at me. I was standing right there on about two or three feet from a, the the car, and he said, "Son, open, would you open the door for me, please?" And I, <laughs> I, I and I opened the door, and you know, like, and I didn't let him completely get out because I looked over here and I saw Linda Lee me. <laughs> and, and I tell people this when they say I'm losing my mind or I don't remember something, yeah, yeah. but I looked over and saw this. You know, this auburn-haired girl in yeah. a blue dress yeah. and a big uh, flower up on her dress. And I thought to myself, oh, okay, that's a woman. <laughs> so I was kind of slow getting her out of the car. Yeah. And, right. and he told me, and Harry Truman said to me, he said, uh, I'm not out. He said, I'm, I still need some help. I'm not out of the car. I said, well, I'll get you in a minute. I got to <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, Charlie, Charlie's met a bunch of presidents. How many presidents have you met, Charlie? Uh, quite a few. I, I see uh, uh, both Bushes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Obama. Obama uh, 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 Clinton. Nixon. Uh, Clinton. Yeah. Uh, Clinton was in uh, through the first pitch out in uh, Cleveland of Jacobs Field, and uh, I was in a restroom, you know, like, and he walked in. And when he walked in, he looked at me and he says, I'm supposed to have security in here. You know, like, and I looked and I said something to him. I said, oh, yeah, I'll get out of here. <laughs> but he act, you really kind of act like he was a little nervous or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Why am I alone? I'm supposed here? to unzip you, sir. <laughs> W's a big baseball guy, though. He, George W. Bush knows a lot about the sport. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, he was with the Rangers for a long time. Right. And yeah, I yeah. bet you could talk to him about baseball forever. Yeah, matter of fact, he uh, uh, when, when I was with the Phillies, he uh, we went to see him, and he made he made a uh, with our traveling secretary. He made a he made sure that they bought me with him because he liked the way I talked. And, and, and he and <laughs> that's he, great. And he uh, he asked me to uh, late later on he he asked me to join him in uh, at the end of the year in uh, uh, Texas on his ranch to go bird hunting. But I, I wasn't able to go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Uh, speaking of meeting famous people, not quite presidential level, but uh, our good friend Rob McElhenney uh, came out for um, Chase's uh, night, and uh, and they were they had a little fun exchange and everything. But 
he was extremely excited to meet you and had tweeted about it and, you know, put yeah. some stuff out on social media. Did you know that he was that enamored with you? No, I did not. And, you know, like, and what happened was uh, uh, somebody put it on, uh, Missy might have put it on, uh, somebody put it on, uh, uh, on, uh, on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. And my, uh, my family saw it and my, my, uh, my grandkids and also my, you know, my, my kids. And they thought that was absolutely ter- tremendous. Uh, I, I think I got more attention from them out, out of that tweet than anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so cool, man. Uh, well, listen, I want to ask John real quick, um, what, what's going on with the uh, alumni weekend or what, what are some of the things we can I expect? I mean, it's going to be pretty Ballpark. awesome. As I said, tomorrow night uh, is Bobby Bray Wall of Fame night, so it's going to be great. And all the Wall of Famers are out there, Dick Allen, Bob Boone, Larry Bowen, Steve Carlton, Mike Schmidt, John Cruck, the whole that whole crew. Wow. And then on Sunday, uh, it's a ceremony. Ceremony, one o'clock game, but about twelve thirty. Be in your seats if you have tickets because it's going to be again. And Charlie's going to love this because it's his whole coaching staff: uh, Rich Doobie and McBillmeyer, Pete McCannon. Uh, then a lot of the players you're going to have: Eric Bruntlett, Greg Dobbs, uh, Chad Durbin, Scott Air, uh, Ben Francisco. You got you already mentioned Ryan Howard and Chase and Jimmy and uh, Pedro. Uh, Pedro's going to be there, right? Pedro, yeah, Martinez, Pedro Martinez, Raul Banez. Uh, yeah. So some of the guys that you haven't seen. For a long time, Jason Worth coming back, so it's gonna be that's a lot of really fun. cool. Wow, yeah. <clears throat> nice. And I, and anytime I hear the name Bobby Abreu, I immediately huh. you got to think of Harry, yeah, because yeah. it was one of the best names. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Abreu, yeah. that and Mickey Morandini yeah. were the two. And when I think favorites. of Bobby Abreu, people probably don't remember this, but uh, if you're a Phillies employee, you definitely do. Uh, we had uh, SpongeBob came to a Phillies game, right? So SpongeBob was performing with the Fanatic in the fifth inning. And SpongeBob was on the back of the Fanatic's four-wheeler looking the other way. So Fanatic's driving, and SpongeBob is back-to-back with the Fanatic. So back at the vet, there was a ramp that would go up where the Fanatic would leave the ballpark yeah. or leave the field. He would go up this ramp. Well, he goes up this ramp. SpongeBob just it hits it. It buckles a little bit. SpongeBob goes face-diving onto the concrete, and he can't move because he's got alligator arms. And there was literally Bobby Abreu was playing right field and was dying laughing. They had to delay the game because someone had to go out. And Fanatic kept driving. He didn't know that SpongeBob fell off the four-wheeler. So they literally had to stop the game, and like someone had to, some, some security guy had to go and drag Spongebob up oh, the ramp. that's hilarious. Oh, I when, hope there's footage of that somewhere. There's oh got to be. There's got to be. You would have to have that's that. That's great. Wow. When's, when's, your, when's your book of memories? Because you have a unique uh, set of memories. I know. I hit, I hit 25 years, so yeah, at some point. I mean, you've, you've got to have enough for uh, for a book of what you do. Just on that side, which is a whole other thing, because besides the game itself, yeah. there's all the stuff that people enjoy as well that makes going to the park an experience. And yep. that's what you would do. So well, at some point, Steve, you'll be my agent. I will be your agent. I'll broker <laughs> that deal for you. A lot going on this weekend. So, uh, Charlie, thanks for yeah. coming in, and it's always great to see you. Thank and you guys for having me. Yeah. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll see you down in spring training again. Yeah, that'd be good. Excellent. All right, thank you. All Charlie right, Manuel, yeah. John Brazier on the Preston and Steve Show. Awesome to have him here. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. We've got Bizarre File coming up next. Make sure you stay with us. MMR's Jackson broadcasts live backstage. It's for the likes of Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and MMRBQ. So true, Jackson. Once a year, he goes from backstage to the backyard. Enter now for Jackson to bring the party to your place Friday, August 30th. Enjoy your four hours of fame as Jackson broadcasts live. And 
he'll probably use your bathroom. Hadfield Meats fully supplies the grill. The MM Army stocks the fridge with cold brews and brings the music to prime your weekend. Go to WMMR.com and tell us why your backyard rocks. Include a photo so we know what we're getting into. Jackson's Backyard Broadcast. Presented by Hatfield Meats. Look for their bold new bacon packaging. Simply Hatfield. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Before we go to the Bizarre File, real quick, two letters that we got uh, I want to read a little bit of. Uh, this was to the whole gang. Uh, and this is from South Jersey Metal, uh, where they do custom commercial kitchen equipment. Yes. And they said, hey, guys, we are loyal listeners. Your show gets us through the morning grind, uh, constantly laughing and discussing your material. We wanted to take a moment and thank you for your continued morning entertainment. So we took some time and created a custom piece of stainless steel wall art. And we hope you enjoy it and display it proudly. We just started making custom art in addition to our day-to-day of commercial kitchen equipment. Uh, And then they explain how we remove it. It's it's attached to this uh, piece of plywood. But that's really cool. Yeah, that's from Dave at Steel Cuts by South Jersey Metal. And it's uh, a logo, a Preston. Pretty cool. Yeah. I I love it. It says uh, Preston and Steve, 93.3 WMMR rocks. It's the full WMMR logo, but they added this. Uh, kind of badge behind it and a microphone and some drumsticks and this um, symbol in the back that says, oh, look who it is on it. Oh, that's great. A la uh, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. look who it is. Yeah. And it says Gadzooks on the bottom. I, we, we're we getting new offices built. We're yep. going to find a good spot We need that. to post that. And the yeah. fact that they, if this is something they just started dabbling in, um, keep at it because yeah. it's, it's really, it's really wild. Yeah, so um, we can't put it on the door because the door is made of glass, but uh, oh, I'm sure there are other spots. Can't nail it into the glass? Nah, I don't, right. I don't know. We could glue it to the glass, maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll see. find a spot. I, yeah, I was thinking the door. That's, that's, that looks like a good door piece of art, but we'll, we'll find somewhere for it. So uh, thank you guys. We appreciate that. And then I got this other letter uh, from a young man, and it says, uh, Dear President Steve, uh, my name is Will Haynes. I wrote you a letter a couple of years ago about buying a pig at my county fair. (laughs) When you read it on the air, not only was I super excited, but it made my pig famous. (laughs) I just wanted to thank you for reading it on air. It did make a difference. Anyway, this year... I'm going to have two pigs, and in your honor, their names are Preston and Steve. Oh my God. <laughs> by the way, he hand-wrote this on yes. uh, you know, a regular lined leaf, yeah. paper, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And so it says at the bottom here, other side, so I'm supposed to flip it over. <laughs> Preston and Steve are going to be auctioned off on August 9th at 1 p.m. Anyone can stop by to look at Preston and Steve <laughs> as well. Uh, the address of the fairgrounds that holds the auction is 735 Harding Highway, Woodstown, Salem County, New Jersey. Thanks again, sincerely, Will Haynes. And then he goes, P.S., a lot of work goes into the fair, and it would be appreciated if you could give them a shart out. All right. So if we could do that for Preston and Steve the Pigs. And, uh, our, uh, and our buddy Will Haynes. So, and he sent a picture. So that's the pig? That's what the, the piggy we originally I, discussed? I think this is the pig from a couple of years ago. That bacon sandwich you're holding? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's a farmer yeah. thing, so maybe. maybe, maybe they keep, maybe they're uh, support pigs. Yeah, maybe. You Kathy, never know. Do yeah. you remember when you were in college, uh, a fraternity owning a pig? 
by any chance? No, we didn't have any pigs. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> My friend who went to Westchester owned a pig. Huh. Uh, oh, his no. Name, uh-uh. His name was Bacon. Not when I was there. <laughs> the pig's name or your friend? Uh, <laughs> the pig's name. Okay. Okay. By the way, I don't have a pig, but we do have a uh, cat singing the blues. Yeah, uh, audio of this. I've not heard it, this. Yet. It's oh. it's okay, it, but it's it's kind of funny because you know the cats are a, a particularly quirky breed, as I can tell you from experience. And uh, so this guy's playing his harmonica, and the cat every time he stops, the cat chimes in, and it sounds like a cat singing a blues song. Uh, okay. Well, where is this? I don't know. It was sent over. It was this sent morning. over. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you don't have that. See if Marissa sent over a a donkey singing because I I had <laughs> I the, definitely the, the have blues that. as well or scat singing. No, he's actually singing the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. uh, I bet you okay. that beats the cat. So this uh, this guy who owns this donkey, yeah, uh, apparently he, he said the donkey had never done this before. Uh, he was just uh, he decided to sing this uh, the uh, I forget, I don't even know what you call the song from um, uh, Lion King. Hey. Oh. Hey-ya. And listen, listen what happens, okay? And he's got video of this. It's it's a, like viewed millions of times by now, but here we go. Had to get all the animals around me for this one. Cool. He said it had never done anything like that before, right. and he was just going to sing the beginning of the song, but the, the donkey started chiming in, so he decided to keep going with it the whole time. And he was just uh, enjoying a good time singing with his donkey. That's the beginning of Circle of Life. That's, yeah. That's, is that, yeah. Is okay, that officially what it is? Okay. Yeah, that's what it evolves into. All right. Um, we have the cat. Uh, Casey I'm, I'm, I'm gonna is going to try and find it on YouTube. Is that where you found it? Uh, I, I can send, I'll send over the file again. I sent it this morning. Okay. He's, gonna, he's trying to pull it up live as opposed to having to dub it off from I hear a link. You. And uh, Kitty sings the blues. Let's try that. That's all from right. seven years ago. This one. Vocal there, this cat sings. Get all Bring your own phone. Your own real phone. We got to go through the ad first. It will. Your video will begin in two seconds. No, that sounds like a donkey. Why is not, not, hang on. <laughs> It's All right, go ahead. We're good. All right. Is this it? Yep. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would love it if I had a pet that would do that. Uh, we, uh, I can, I can talk to my cat uh, Mia. Yeah, you know, I, I, aren't you beautiful? Yep. And I can have full blown conversations with her. And she, every time I stop talking, she respond. And uh, it's just some some cats like to vocalize a lot. I'm sure I would hate this, but I, if if my dogs did it, I, I would probably hate it after a while. But when 
when dogs howl at sirens and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. it just cracks oh me God. up. Yeah. But if it were happening all the time, it would probably drive me crazy. But I find that so funny. Did you guys see the one where the cat sings Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with his owner? Uh, uh, let her rip. All right, because I know you love cats, dude. I this, do love cats. This one is good as well. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Twinkle, twinkle, little. How I wonder what you. Up above the world, so. Like a diamond in the. Twinkle, twinkle, little. What? That's cute, man. Uh, some of my cats don't know how to do a legitimate meow, so they're there's a right. <laughs> like like it's like that's not even a meow. Yeah. My cat got locked in a closet. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, it was the, the closet in my bathroom. Now, mind you, I was up at 4.15 and getting ready in the bathroom, yeah. and I never once heard him. But apparently, he clawed through a... Uh, I've distilled water in there for my uh, neti pot. He clawed through the distilled water. Uh, I was drinking that? I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. He ripped apart the toilet paper. And, yeah, How long had, was he stuck in there? He So, Jace took a bath in my bathroom that night at about... Eight o'clock, and I remember him going in there, and I remember thinking, "Make yeah. sure he comes out." And I must have just shut the door, so he had to have been in there all night. All, all oh night. man, trying on your makeup and stuff. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Well, <laughs> my my cute little puppies uh, ate a rabbit the other day. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, wow. they, they didn't Half just of it. eat it. Yeah, they yeah, you, uh, they destroyed it. You showed me the evidence. Mm-hmm. That was disturbing. I thought about posting the picture on Instagram, I'm but it is so graphic. They probably would. They probably take it off. Was of it there. the both of them? Was it a bloody mess? They had, I think they both worked them. I'm not sure. We we only busted Rook, uh, the male. Uh, I'm I'm looking for the picture here, Kathy, so you can just get an idea <laughs> of exactly how nasty it was. What? Where is it? It was in your backyard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And apparently the belief is, is that there's one p- point in the fence where the rabbit could have gotten in, but once it was in, it, ca- oh, it couldn't it find out. its way out, oh, yeah, and, and it was the dogs, basically. Oh, no. Yeah, they they ripped it Had to absolute way. shreds. Was there blood all over oh, their yeah, mouth here and everything, too? Yeah, here you go, Case. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... Oh, my that, God. That's a full-grown bunny. They, they ate it. Oh, yeah. Ate it. <laughs> Little cuties. Now, wait, can they get sick from that? Uh, we called the vet and they said, "Hey, they might throw up, but yeah, fine. not nothing that's uh, threatening." <laughs> so, <all> neat. <laughs> little cute puppy dog. <laughs> Bert Kreischer's cat brought a, a rat into the house, <gasps> uh, so he does all those. We were talking earlier yeah. about all those videos and stuff, and there, there's the whole family surrounding this cat by the kitchen table, and he's just got a full on rat in his mouth. Oh my, like, oh, oh my god! Oh, but that, and then they do that because that's a that's a gift. So I've had. <laughs> I've told you countless times, and, and it's, I, mean, I guarantee you right now there's a shift in my house sitting in front of, in front of the radiator in the kitchen. So, like, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go go walk around <laughs> a bit. The, Why don't you have And they just sit there knowing because a mouse came out. <laughs> and they just, one moves in, one moves out, and they just sit there just staring yep. like, like Michael Myers looking at the door knowing that Halloween is coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they, they, they are so methodical in that cat focus. It's amazing. But sometimes you get a pet that'll sing, which is kind of nice. So yeah. 
thought, thought you'd like the audio. All right, I have uh, bizarre file stories. Let's do them. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Window Nation. Window Nation is making their summer sizzling sales event even better. You can buy one window and get one free. Plus, no money down, no payments. And no interest for two years. Call 866-90-NATION and visit windownation.com. Well, the recent Southwest Airlines flight from Nashville to Philadelphia began on an odd note when a passenger spotted a flight attendant inside the plane's overhead compartment. (laughs) And I saw the picture of this. Just taking a snooze? According to a short video taken by passenger Veronica Lloyd, who was headed back to her home in Pennsylvania, the attendant can be seen resting on her side and stomach with her feet hanging out of the compartment. While passengers are boarding, the airline... uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the employee rolls over on her stomach and seems to start talking, though the video cuts off. Lloyd said that she was perplexed by the woman's actions and notes that she was in the overhead bin for a solid 10 minutes. So it was very interesting. I think she was doing it to try and be funny and make the passengers laugh. Lloyd said when the woman came down from the bin, she was very nice for the remainder of the flight. And Southwest said in a statement that that their employees are known for their sense of humor, which they are. They play around a little bit. They do, yeah. Southwest, yeah. They... uh, uh, you know they, they have, drink. Now they have cute little sayings on the uh, on the intercom and stuff like that. They're a little lighthearted on Southwest, so thought it was interesting. Uh, this is disturbing. A convicted sex offender was sentenced Wednesday to a further two years, less day less a day in jail, plus three years probation after he was caught in a police sting viol- uh, in a police sting violating the terms of his long term supervision order and showing signs of turning back to his old way. So as part of his order. Ricky Bruce Gordon was prohibited from possessing diapers, dolls, and children's underwear. Oh, oh God. God. But earlier this year, Royal Canadian Mounted Police received a report from a halfway house where he had been living that he may be violating that term. So police followed up and spotted him going in and out of family washrooms without making any purchases at the businesses he was attending. Mounties then planted marked diapers. At two of those locations. The old Mark Diaper Ruse. And he was caught with one of them and arrested. Police also found a handful of other prohibited items at the time. It was the fifth time that he'd been found in breach of that order and all the infractions committed in the same manner. He was sentenced to three years uh, uh, time served and... Uh, because the rest of the sentence is less than two years, it'll be served in a provincial institution. But they, the two was... How chilling is it? It's I know. Diapers. Yeah. Never heard of that before. Uh, a Marine corporal assigned to the storied silent drill pl- platoon at the Marine Barracks, Washington, in D.C., uh, was hit with a slew of charges and allegations from what appeared to be hazing incidents, ranging from conspiracy to commit abusive sexual contact to assault. The charge sheet detailed that a Marine corporal allegedly assisted at least one other person in holding another Marine down while a topical pain relief medication was applied to his testicles. Wow. So he put, like, Ben Gay or Icy Hot on his balls. Mm -hmm. Uh, The identified corporal allegedly entered the building and a room in the Silent Drill Platoon barracks where the corporal allegedly forced a Marine onto a bed and held him down. The charge sheet detailed that the victim allegedly was subject to the corporal's orders. Another individual allegedly removed the Marine's trousers and someone applied a topical pain relief medication to his testicles. In a separate incident, the same corporal allegedly held another Marine down on a bed while that Marine allegedly was struck by an open hand, closed fist, and a rifle training stock. 
uh, by another unnamed individual. Oh, the my balls! Corporal was hit with charges from that incident to include violating the Corps' regulation on hazing and mistreatment, and it's led to five Marines being punished, three of whom were booted from the Corps. And then we'll do one other story. This is pretty wild. Uh, too, too much of a good thing is still too much. Two teenagers in China ended up in the intensive care unit after doing too many squats. Did you see this, Steve? I did not. So the teen But I girls, like where it's going. Listen to this. They were in a contest squatting 1,000 times each. Just squatting, not weight squatting. No, just regular squats. Right. Which... If you don't do them, that they can be they'll really rip your ass out. Yep. So and and your quads yeah. big time. So in a it was in a contest to see who could do it the longest. The girls reportedly agreed to end the contest after they both reached a thousand, but both lost two days later. One of the girls reported extreme leg soreness and noticed her urine had turned brown. Ooh. She was taken to a hospital and diagnosed with uh, rhabdomyolysis. Um, and it, which is an extreme version of what already happens to the body following physical exertion. This is kidney damage. She okay. caused kidney damage from doing too many squats. Yeah. Both uh, girls got the diagnosis and were transferred to the intensive care unit where they were hooked up to IVs to help clear a harmful protein from their system. Wow. Those precious little morons. Uh, to avoid the condition, a doctor says you need to be aware of the potential consequences of overexertion and listen to your body. So they caused kidney damage by doing too many squats, man. That's wild. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you right now. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we will test your knowledge of today's program. Have you been paying attention? We'll find out because we're going to do the lesson question. We'll do the trash and music news as well. Back in a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Is it weird that I want to win the uh, Jackson's Backyard <laughs> yeah. broadcast? Always looks like a great time. I would. It would be so cool. I know I'm uh, not qualified to win that. But you got Mondo Falls. They've started again. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. You know, and, and he would have to do all the work, not me. Yeah, you could. It wouldn't be us doing a show. It'd be Jackson doing a show from my house. And I could kick back and have some beers and have friends over, and it's catered and. Damn it, I wish I could win that. We can't. There's a lot of cool stuff we can't win. I know, I know. We put it out there for you, gang. And if you're ever interested in stuff like that, it's all available at uh, WMMR.com. There's always cool things uh, to win. So uh, make sure you check that out regularly. Or if you're an MMR VIP, uh, you'll get information about that sent right to you. So things about the Burger Brawl or... um, you know, the uh, the residency that's coming up, the rock residency, all kinds of stuff gets uh, sent over to you uh, when you sign up for that. So get to it, see, see what's going on, and uh, be a part of the family. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a $50 Rita's gift card. Uh, if you can answer correctly this, what kind of sound machine do I use when I go to sleep? 215-263-WMMR. What kind of sound machine do I use when I go to sleep? If you were listening, then maybe heard, maybe you know, and maybe you should call because uh, if you're the designated caller that gets through, you can win with the correct answer. 215 263 WMMR. 
We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's happening today? Well, the house staff for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry issuing a set of rules to the neighbors who live around Frogmore Cottage. According to said rules, all neighbors must stay in their homes until they are dead. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Lori Laughlin's uh, daughter, Olivia Jade, has been officially kicked out of USC's Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority as a result of the college admission scandal. Jade says she plans on fighting the decision in court because she thinks she might be a lawyer. (laughs) Not quite sure. And finally, 65-year-old Kathy Lee Gifford, seen grinding up and showing loads of public affection to a mystery man while at a concert on Saturday. Well, after the photos of the two were posted online, the mystery man was immediately identified as Odorous Arungus, the lead singer of Guar. Alrighty, we'll uh, see if we can find somebody who knows the answer to this question. What kind of sound machine do I, excuse me, use to go to sleep? Two one five two six three WMMR is number, and we'll go to Johnny. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? Oh, wait, my fault. I didn't have this button pushed. Let me try that again. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Johnny, so do me a favor. Tell me what kind of sound machine I use to go to sleep. You listen to the sounds of Miami. Miami sound yeah. machine. That's correct. Hang on a second. Johnny, you got it right. So we are going to give you a $50 Rita's gift card, and you can get ready for football season with Rita's newest flavor in honor of the Eagles. Go Birds Italian Ice. Stop by and try it today. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All righty, let's dive right into it. We'll begin with some uh, information about Metallica. There are two upcoming concerts with San Francisco Symphony on September 6th and 8th, commemorating the grand opening of the city's new Chase Center venue, will be the subject of a film called S&M 2. San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. That town, man. That toddling town. Yeah. Simply a wash in poop. Yes, there's a, I love it. There's a lot of human feces. Tons of human crap. On the streets of but San Francisco. corner to corner. Knee deep and loving every inch of it. Uh, so it will be shown one night only on October 9th in more than 3,000 movie theaters around the world. The classical musicians and classic rockers. Classic rockers? Uh, will be the first. The hell is that? I don't, I don't know. I don't consider them classic Not rockers. at all. Mm-mm. Uh, but they will be the first acts to perform at the new 18,064-seat arena that will serve as home to the NBA uh, Golden State Warriors in the fall. The shows and film will also celebrate the 20th anniversary of the original S&M Concerts album and film, also done in collaboration with the San Francisco Symphony in uh, 1999. San Francisco. <laughs> Francisco, that's fun to say. Sure is. Uh, for Even better to smell. For the... Did I mention you're knee-deep in poop wherever you walk? For the Organic new- material, the essence of life. Thank you. Tony Bennett, ladies and gentlemen, the great singer. I Big Metallica fan. Yeah. <laughs> For the new shows. About a six-foot cord of poop. The- <laughs> a cord? Absolutely. That's how we refer to it in the city by the bay, Nick. <laughs> I didn't know it's a West Coast term. High on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> the band will perform several tracks from the original 1999 S&M release, as well as symphonic versions of 
<laughs> of new songs released since then. Uh, movie theaters from the October screening are still being confirmed, and uh, tickets will go on sale August 7th, with more details expected to be announced at Metallica.film. You know, a, a Tony Bennett thing for a moment, <laughs> yeah. if you don't yeah. mind. I sure. uh, Not that long ago, I finally watched the documentary called Amy, about Amy Winehouse. Oh, it's, oh, and they, yes, they're great. Yeah. And she was a huge Tony Bennett fan. And at one point in her career, she got the uh, opportunity to sing with him and yeah. perform a song. And she was so nervous. Yeah. It was, it was, I found that whole part so sweet. Oh, it was. And so heartbreaking at the same time because she was she had a good heart. <laughs> she, she had a really good did. heart. And she was an insanely talented musician. Yeah. Uh, drugs got the better of her. She had some dependency. She had she yeah. had some codependency issues as well. Right, right. With people and, and it was it was really sad. I, I have a I always thought she was a great voice, but I thought she was a bit of a nut job. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw the movie and I'm like, wow. It it made me really feel bad for her. And uh but but that moment when they're together and she she almost wanted to quit. She felt she was singing so poorly, and he was just going, "No, it's getting better and better. You're doing great." And he was such a such a sweet man. So young, so much pooping left to do. <laughs> uh, but it's it's worth it's worth seeing for sure. That that girl was an incredible singer, absolutely incredible. There's a theater show in downtown Preston. Is there? Yeah, you go down and look. There's a huge pile of poop. You make a left. <laughs> Go down about half a mile. And there's a whole. There's a pile that's full of corn. Oh. You make a right, <laughs> and then there's a whole stream of diarrhea. It's right in front of that. I swear, that's left at the poop, right at the corn, right poop. at the corn, yeah. and yeah. stop at the and river of diarrhea. Follow the right. diarrhea, yeah. and then you're there at that beautiful uh, old theater, theater in San Francisco. What a town! What a town! Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Woodstock 50 has finally been canceled completely. Get out of here. It's August 1st. Why did it take this long? Well, they wanted to make sure they left enough time for people to uh, reconsider going to the concert (laughs) two Uh, weeks before it was supposed to take place. With multiple outlets reporting the news and festival uh, organizers finally confirming it, Woodstock co-founder Michael Lang said in a statement, we are saddened that a series of... Unforeseen setbacks has made it impossible to put on the festival. Oh, oh. We imagined with the great lineup that we had booked and the social engagement we were anticipating. Oh, oh. I've recatalogued everything. It's easier to find now. Oh, oh. <laughs> the, the concert's over. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lang added that all the artists initially scheduled to play the festival, which would have taken place uh, August 16th through the 18th, exactly 50 years after the original Woodstock. Had been fully paid. Uh, he encouraged them to donate ten percent of their fee to Headcount, a nonpartisan voter resignation organization. What they did it is they they lost their final headliner, which was a crisscross cover band. Oh wow! And uh, uh, that was it. Uh, they'll make you jump. Yep, Daddy Mac will make you. After the announcement of the <laughs> festival lineup in March, Woodstock Fifty hit a series of setbacks. Financial backers pulled out multiple permits to hold the show in two different locations. Upstate it, New York were denied. Blah blah blah. If you consider this, by the way, since the, one of the original guys was from the original Woodstock, the original Woodstock was a failure. Yeah, it 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 was beca- it? it became a free concert. They lost tons of money. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely did. Yeah, oh. they they had a hard time containing it. And, what made and it money after the, the fact? Structure fell apart. The yeah. movie. Yeah. the movie helped generate some capital for them. It was. Still a legendary show. It was legendary, and of course, right. as historical as you say. But the the fences were torn down. They they <laughs> quadrupled the amount of attendees who were just there for free. Mm-hmm. It became this debacle. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you watch 
the movie, the documentary itself, there's a point in time where the uh, concert organizers are like, eh, I guess, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, uh, they were breaking through the, fa- I guess. And then they announce, of course, now it's a free show. Yeah, yeah. They sounded like Casey in that uh, clip. and I didn't know Oh, that. oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, oh, I can't even do it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we have a new one. It's not from Casey, though. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, this is a Nick clip. Somebody sent this to you? Uh, Wait, I think. Let me get set because I, I have the perfect offended. rejoinder here for. Uh, okay. By the way, we're good to go. We can wrap up music news right there if you want. So here you go. This is uh, Nick. <laughs> and, and this is this week or yesterday? I don't know. I don't know. One more time. Yesterday. Yeah. 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 No, no, but yeah. What I, was, what I was trying to say was Poopree Purple Kitten. <laughs> Poopree Purple Kitten? No. And it just came out that way. Yeah. Poopree yeah, Purple I mean, Kitten. Poopree Purple Kitten. <laughs> it does sound like Poopree Purple Kitten now. That's what I got. Yeah, I mean, you guys know. Poopree Purple Kitten. No, no, but yeah. Poopree Purple Kitten. Poopree Purple Kitten. Like two Indonesians meeting on a street. No, no, but yeah. It's like two greetings. Poopree Purple Kitten. I see. It says his kitten is purple. Poopree Purple Kitten. I always like slowing down. You like to slow things down. That's my thing. Your first reflex. What is it backwards? Oh, let's let's find out. Can you do that? Oh, God. Third leg of the stool. I don't like that. That to me sounds very lyrical, Preston. That sounds like you could repeat that. You'd have a nice Miami Sound Machine follow-up hit. I agree. I agree. We'll have to see if we can mix that together with a beat or something along those lines. Dan, dan, dan. Okay. Is there any way to do both? Uh, <laughs> it's tough. A little bit of surgery here going on. Dan, dan, dan. All right, let's try it. All right, so now hang on. Do I have to have this turned on if we want to trigger it from over there? Nope, you're good. Okay, go ahead. It's a little fast. Can you do it that way? It's not working. Somebody. All right. Set it to a beat and get ready to move your feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's your music news. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I thought it was off. That's your that's your music news. And uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. Nick is subtly creating another language. He is. He is. Between <laughs> Nanapuya and Pre-Poo-Poo-Kitten. Like uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. So we're going to take a break. Nicaros. When we return... <laughs> 
Nicorosi. Yeah. Oh, my God. When we come back, uh-huh. we will uh, get our letter of the day for the word of the week and welcome the birthday boy to the studio yeah. today. Try and Pierre's birthday. We'll be back in a moment. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So, let me see here. What all do I want to mention before we wrap up? Uh, you know what? I'd like to thank our friends at uh, Dave's Limo this morning. Yes. Uh, Dave's Limo, owned by Bob, driven by Mike, loved by all. And you can uh, check them out at daveslimo.com. Because Dave's Limo, the guys who brought us uh, Charlie Manuel this morning. Yeah. And Charlie is just the he's just the nicest guy. He's so fun to talk to and hang out with. He's funny. He's uh just he, got a charm about him. Just a lyrical sound to his voice. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yep. He's uh he's got that that thing. And he is in town uh because the Phils have their special tenth anniversary celebration for uh the two thousand nine National League Championship team. They reunite. And this is the uh, part of the Toyota Phillies Alumni Weekend, which is tomorrow through Sunday. Uh, also, Bobby Abreu is going to be inducted into the Phillies Wall of Fame. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that they have going on uh, this weekend. So it should be pretty cool. So we thank them. I also want to remind you that we have the Preston and Steve Cooling Caravan uh, with our friends at Duncan because, uh, you know what, listen, it's muggy, it's humid, you work outside, and we want to add just a little bit of comfort to your day or at least to start your day. And we're going to send out the Duncan Cruiser to some chosen work sites uh, to stop by on Tuesday, August 6th, that morning with the MM Army and some Preston Seep calendar girls. Love this. And, and you know, when they, whenever they show up, Preston, the, the recipients love it as well. They do. Yeah. Free iced coffee for your crew. Uh, so go to PrestonandSteve.com and uh, click on the link and sign up. And the Preston and Steve show runs on Duncan. So just a little heads up on that. Well, there he is, the birthday Yay! boy. Mr. Pierre Robert is here this morning. Hello, sir. Hi. How you doing? Fine, thank you. Nice to see you. It's Casey's mom's birthday, too. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's Jerry Garcia's birthday. Casey's mom didn't Fountains of Wayne have a song about Casey's, Casey's mom? has got it going on. That's right. Hey. Yeah. It is. Uh, and, and Jerry's birthday would have been today as well, yes, right? Yes, it would have. Uh, wow. So I'm actually a lot of rock birthdays. Adam Duritz of Counting Crows. Uh, and uh, Joe Elliott of Def Leppard. So yeah. we got workforce blocks of all those bands. Dan coming. Donegan of Disturbed as well. And Dan Donegan from Disturbed. Durf Dorfelman of the and Devils. Durf Dorfelman of the Devils. <laughs> Not to mention Henry Hatson. Uh, of the Hackabees. Well, he's of the Hackabees, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they didn't last long. They had no, a they lot didn't. of problems well, in the band. Well, he quit the band, remember? Well, yeah. it was like Spinal Tap. Yeah. I mean, with that they band. died in that wax slip factory so, fire. Oh, my God, it was awful. And then after the 15th guitar player... Yeah. Uh, you know, it just it just didn't, it didn't go so well. Yeah. I remember that wax lip factory, factory fire. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. a lot of potential there. Horrible. The amount of red lips they had to bury <laughs> people out. Oh my of. god! Terrible. Half melted lips. How would you that they had to bury them in? Is that what you well, said? Well, so, the bodies were all once the lips started to run. It was. Yeah. And then solidified again once they put it out. Could you, now, Steve, I know you you said in the past that you want to be buried with your mouth open and filled with dip. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. disgusting. But wax lips would be pretty good too on, on a, a dead body on a corpse. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. could you not? You know, walk away with a smile from that. I I think you had the the the, the new way to do it though is to remove the head and put it on another body and hang it over a doorway from the bizarre file story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some very interesting things. Oh, right, but, oh yeah, it's Pierre's birthday. Yay! 
<laughs> I uh, enjoyed the program this morning, Thanks, and uh, I liked uh, your interview with Coach Charlie. Oh, he's great. Uh, that was cool, and uh, I-, I didn't know, but Nick knows all this baseball trivia that he opened the door for Harry Truman. Yeah, I mean, Charlie, you can talk to him about anything, and he just he's he's a talker. He loves to tell stories. He's been around for a long time, and uh, he's just like Preston said, he's a happy. Um, good-natured fella. And, he writes uh, an advice column for Teen Cosmo. No, I did not know that. <laughs> After the interview was that. over, Casey and, and Charlie and I were just chatting for a little bit, and I just um, I just wanted to listen to the things that he had to say because he's just an interesting person. Yeah, there it is. It was very cool. By That's the way, I, I'm ordering you today to follow your own advice that you give to everyone on your birthday, which is to buy yourself something. Right. Yes, you are. it's well-deserved, so make sure you buy something good. Oh, I, I definitely will. Okay. Um, I didn't fit the, that's the problem, though. I'll probably buy several things. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, I, I, I intend to do that. All right. Is there any, like, special sweet treat that you will have for today, well, you know, in I, honor? I've uh, been working out all day, I mean, all week, and then I'm going to work out uh, right after work because... You want to buy the calories? Uh, well, yes. And my neighbor, my dear neighbor, Marty, uh, she and I and some other friends are going out for dinner, and she uh, takes the liberty of baking me a 75-pound carrot cake um, <laughs> that's got about uh, three gallons of sugar, about four pounds of frosting, <laughs> and it's the most incredible thing there's I have ever eaten. There's carrots in it, yeah. though. So. There, yeah, there's one carrot. It's good for I your love eyes. carrot cake. That's, yeah. that's my go-to birthday cake. That's what I get really? every... Yeah, I love carrot cake. She yeah. made one one time, and I go, this is the best thing I've ever had, and now she makes it every year for me. Um, and uh, this one year, we went to a restaurant, and she takes the cake to whatever restaurant we go to. And so I had just gotten uh, Tommy Tesla and some friends of mine who said, oh, my God, we got to go for a ride. They'd come out for dinner. So we got in the car, and we're driving around the restaurant parking lot, and this is cool. And then I hear, <laughs> I realized I'd put the cake on the roof. Oh! Um, and, oh, no. But, I, I think things live on your roof more than they do yeah, inside the car cell phones, in your house. cake, humans. Coffee. Coffee. Um, yeah. One of these days, I half expect to see Granny sitting up there in a the rocking <laughs> well, chair. Yeah, Granny and uh, who is next to Granny? Ellie Mae? Uh, Ellie Mae. Uh, we're talking about the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. So, uh, so as always, uh, Jethro driving. I think to the right of Jethro was Jed. Jed. Jed and yeah, then it was Ellie Mae in the back. And then Granny sitting on a rocking chair. Right. Mm-hmm. At the top of it all. Coming down to Hollywood Boulevard. It doesn't get any better than that. It had to be street legal. Come and listen to a story about a man named Jed. Dear God in heaven, what a head, head, head. (laughs) Was that the lyric? Yeah. Man, could he give. Oh, my God. No, I didn't mean it that way. I meant more like deadhead. Uh, Oh, I know what you meant. Thank you. All right. uh, Well, listen, we should do the letter of the day. You ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds convincing. If you could Usually, see his sheet right now. Yeah. I spilled some coffee on, so, on oh, my, really? yeah, on so. my uh, oh. show sheet today. Um, Oops. The oh. Rodney gave me this container for coffee, and the great thing about it is you can shake it up, except I loosened the top, <laughs> so it leaks oh, a little man. bit when I shake it. And so it can, I can... Stop shaking I, it. I, 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 there's a whole lot of shaking going on, though. Mm. So it's a little bit messy. Okay. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. P is in Perky. All right, and we have two VIP tickets to PFL 6 Professional Fighters League. Thursday, August 8th. That's at 7 p.m. at the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City, plus an overnight stay for the night. Don't miss the road to the playoffs. <laughs> See 12 live fights and uh, as light heavyweights and heavyweights compete to clinch playoff berths. 
Uh, tickets on sale now at pflmma.com slash tickets. Is he making it worse? Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> I spilled a little on the console, so I used my, my uh, sheet that tells me what I've got on the show today. And I was there's no napkin, so I'm using it to wipe up the console. Ah, paper to wipe up. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyhow, the Ocean Casino Resort box office, Ovation Hall. More details at theoceanac.com. <laughs> oh. All right. And there you go. Uh, so we'll give that away tomorrow, by the way. So what's up uh, on the program? We hit some of that. Well, we did. Uh, Counting Crows block, uh, Def Leppard block, and shockingly, a Grateful Dead block. And, oh, thank you, Pancake. There come some pancakes. <laughs> no, those are napkins. Napkins, right. <laughs> um, I'll get it together. And I've got uh, tickets for uh, Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher coming to Camden. And I've got, uh, speaking of baseball, I've got one more pair of Phillies tickets. Nice. We're going to hit it right out of the park. I love it. And knock it out of shortstop. Yes, please knock it out of shortstop. Uh, Well, have a wonderful day, sir. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Rock on, you bastard. Let me thank the sponsors (laughs) of the President's Safe Show, Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Uh, we are also brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And Fred Beans, this July, Fred Beans is taking the time to give you an even better summer. See how Fred Beans does used better at fredbeans.com. Uh, tomorrow to round out the week, Sean Wayans. Oh, nice. by in studio, yes. Always good to see him. And Natasha Legero. So a couple yeah. of great comedians will be by tomorrow. So we'll have that and more. That's it. We're done. And Ray John, and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Listen, when you start to have a conversation saying, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. You're pretty much being a asshole. Next message. Claire. Oh, Claire, with a sexy Danny. I'm 32, and you gave me a boner. Correct. Next message. D&D is a serious game. People just don't quit on it. It's not something you just play for fun. These, these books are sacred, and you guys are making fun of such a great culture. You, you guys are just dirtbags, and you, you, just, you should learn how to respect others. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.